ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're back down here in Portville. How you doing? PortsvillePod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on all those spots. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send porch mail at PortsvillePod.com. Any inquiries you might have. Uh, if you ever want to uh, want to come on the show, drop me a line. Tell me your story. I'm interested. That's what uh, that's what you guys do. Oh my God! Yes. That's how that's how that's how you're here. That's why I'm racking around too, babe. <laughs> the second the second time in Porchville, delicate flower. Yes. Hello. Edith, me out. Hello. This is my first time here. First yeah. time here. Purple Nightshade Productions, ladies. Woo! It's a, it's a pleasure to have you back. How are you? Oh my God, so good. I'm like. <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> is that the, that's the uh, that's the spirits of the apocalypse? Walking Dead. I mean, it's going to make me the Walking it's, Dead. Okay, it's some delicious stuff. Trick, trick more of this. It's going to be a whole other podcast. Uh, I'm very excited to be back with you guys. Um, this the first time around was so much fun Thank with you. you and and Freddie and just talking about what we do. Freddie was a blast. I'm missing him. And you remember that I told you about my burlesque or my burlesque wife? I do. This I do. is she. Hello. <laughs> Hello. She has been my closest friend for four years, five, five years. I don't know. It's been forever. Uh, and she knows all the fucking dirt. All of it? All of it. Oh, There's so oh, much shit. Drink up. Drink up. What are you, <laughs> what are you drinking there? Oh, I, uh, <laughs> I have the apple pie. Oh, drink. apple pie rum. Okay. Yeah. How is it? It's ice. All right. It's right. Don't be afraid to pour it out if you need to. It's okay. It's, I, I, will, I will not be offended. It's been a minute since I had a straight up just rum, yeah. like without like a hundred mixers in there because, you know, clubs and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We're going to be sipping. <laughs> We're going to be sipping. That's all right. So, Edith, how did you uh, how did you find your way into the world of burlesque? Uh, well, it was a very interesting chain of events. She came out of a clamshell. All right. I did. From the ocean. I was born (laughs) as the Venus. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, So I actually had gotten started in acting Uh um, when I was about 16, 17-ish. I got involved in the Tampa Bay uh, Renaissance Festival. Okay. An improv actor. And I wanted to keep hanging out with people when the season was over, and most of them did the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Um, and so I ended up following them to Rocky. Did that for just shy of ten years, with awesome. a little break for college at one point. And then when I came back from college, uh, my friend started doing burlesque acts as a sort of pre-show to Rocky Horror, where it would be like just like a little skit or just like a song and dance number, and just kind of get the crowd revved up for the show. Right. And I got sucked into that I choreographed some things before I finally hopped on stage I want to say five and a half years ago almost yeah. exactly and uh, has not stopped <laughs> how, how nerve wracking was it getting on stage for the first time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I, I think I just kept telling myself I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up and that was sort of my mantra to not throw up <laughs> um, and uh, and then after the first one I was it was almost like a high it was sort of like I got off stage and was like I did I did that yeah I did oh my god yeah you and you're chasing that reaction. You want to get that reaction again. It's it's amazing. It really it is, is amazing. It is. And she has taught me so much about the business and the way to present yourself on stage. In addition to Jenny Castle, who I talked about last episode, yeah. 
Um, and she actually, we're actually family. Um, like I said before, burlesque has families. Mm -hmm. I just like drag has families. Uh, she is technically my sibling. Jenny Castle kind of adopted her as a burlesque daughter last year. Um, because she does some fucked up silly shit that (laughs) that I I just kind of look at the both of them and go, guys, really? Okay. What are we talking about? What's, what's, what's crazy? Um, what are we talking lasagna. about? Lay it on me. Okay. Lasagna. 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 We, we could talk about my lasagna. Lasagna. Act. Okay. So, pull um, that. Pull that mic just a little closer. Oh, I'm there. sorry. There you go. Sharkhead. Shark, oh yeah. Um, so uh, I've been called the ass smash of Gainesville. Uh, I'm sorry. The the ass smash of the, Gainesville. The ass smash of Gainesville. Ass smash because of Gainesville. Okay. There's I, a story I can tell. Well, I I have more than one act where I sit in something that normally butts don't go into. Okay. Such as, uh, I'm going to have like a going list here. Yes. Um, a dish of butter, uh, pumpkin pie, and lasagna. <laughs> I have sat in Why that. Why do I feel like I'm blushing? <laughs> Let me tell you something. She, she. Lasagna? First of lasagna. all. The ass smash of Gainesville. I think it actually came from me. I think it did. Yeah. And because for, she is known not only for her high energy and, and, and beauty, as you can see over mm-hmm. here, but her ass is literally the Death Star. Like it is its own planet. <laughs> People come from miles around to watch it do anything. Like it's the it most. It has its own gravitational pull. It literally sure. does. Like it doesn't matter if it's girls, doesn't matter if it's guys, doesn't matter if it's gays, doesn't matter. They just mesmerize. I, I got it. I got it. Mesmerize. I, I got wonder ass. though. How do you? What? At what point? Do you wake up and you go, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to sit in a lasagna. Um, <laughs> this one could tell you that we've been on so many road trips where we're just in dead silence and out of nowhere I'll be like, hey, so what if I did this? And you're just like, oh, God. I think she waits for that reaction. <laughs> I really do. She you know, waits for that's when you know like, you got why it. Why am I friends with you? <laughs> that's when you know why? you got something. It's so weird because she'll do the, some of the grossest shit on stage. Not gross as in sticker butt and stuff, but when it comes to horror uh for purple nightshade edith is one of what we call our headliners because every time we book her people just come and throw money like it's nobody's business we have about three of those folks and edith uh will do things like pull a knife out and stab things or put blood all over her tits or like do something completely creepy weird what the hell and i'll be like yay in the back (laughs) and then we'll be on the road tip she's like my ass in lasagna and i'm like why it is the I weirdest like, transition. Like I, like I don't to care. Be very diverse. I mean, I love. She's a spooky bitch, like I am. But on occasion, you know, the hot dog costume will come out, or the shark head costume will come out, and I'll just stare at it and just go, "Okay, you love me." I know. I do love her, but I'm just like Jesus Christ. And people, it's really funny. People have different reactions to those routines. Yeah. You know, like I said, if she, if the routine she sticks her butt in lasagna is uh, a Garfield routine, the, the comic book cat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. It, yes. It makes I'm total, a fan. Oh, to, oh it makes yeah. total sense. Now, lasagna now, yeah, comes yeah. out. People are just like, oh my God. And she does that. And I've seen it a few times. I was like, okay, that's going to be a lot of cleaning up after we're done. <laughs> yeah. uh, but people's reactions at first are like is she gonna oh my god like they just freak out in such a positive way yeah to her putting her butt in things that the money just throw <laughs> on the state. I like literally there's like yes please do more of this shit right here 
So I, it's really funny to to be friends with somebody who is so diverse and so creative. Yeah. Because I'm so used to her in one mode. Occasionally she'll try to slip in like you know lasagna type acts to my shit. And I'm like, don't you dare. <laughs> I don't tried. Do that shit. I tried so many times. <laughs> don't do that shit. There's one show where you get to do that shit. Otherwise, you are booked to be ooky, and that's it. Like, come out here and be ooky and beautiful, which she does. Um, but on a, like the in the zone show, she did a, she did a routine uh, that was Twilight Zone inspired, yeah. and the in the zone show, the Twilight Zone theme show, was more open to silliness. I usually try to have one show. That's a right. little kind of off the beaten path. It's not like so hardcore, you know, blood and guts. And yeah. Because it does allow for different performers to have access to us as well as, you know, our audience. You know, there's only so many times you can rip hearts out and they're just like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I, so, you're right, though. I mean, yeah. Like, so yeah. Th- okay, I can only they, take it so much. Oh, look, it's a big knife. Okay. <laughs> that's, why I never, just, that's why I never caught on with the Saw movies. It was like, all yeah. right, once you've seen one. Yeah, but for some reason, Friday the Thirteenth, same premise. I mean, we each can, movie. Let me tell you, we can watch Jason cut up coeds all day. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's bring, different bring though. That shit over here. It's different. I'll take that. Same thing, same story, but I'll take that over over the song. Yeah, movies it's, that are it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's weird. Mm, we could argue about that, but <laughs> the point is this: is that the t- in the, the one show a year that she likes to be a part of, she's like, I get to be silly, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, Sharkhead, go, or Lasagna, go, or in this case. Uh, Mr. Potato Head aliens being hit with her tits. Like, okay. I did like, attack aliens with my tits. It was, it was, you have my attention. <laughs> so, my Twilight Zone act was based off of the, the Twilight Zone episode called The Invaders, mm-hmm. which, for those who are not in the know or know that off the top of their heads, that's the one where there's like this woman, she's alone in a shack, and all of a sudden she's being attacked by like these little robotic men and she's just like they're they're zapping her they're stabbing her she beats the snot out of them and then she goes up to the roof where their little spaceship is and it's revealed that they're actually from the u.s air force of course and then they're like we're on a planet of giant people like don't come here we're all dying and then that's the end so i basically was like i'm gonna be like the planet of a giant stripper and Okay. And then and so they they come and they attack me and uh, every time they grab onto me I take off that piece of clothing and I like attack them back with it and then at the end I have the spaceship and I just twirl my tassels until they are broken. It was, I just stood at the screen and God it's damn. really funny. I was watching the show and we had a chat group going yeah. with some of the performers watching it live and they couldn't see me but I literally just put my head my hand on my forehead like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Kayla was like, how's the show going? I'm like, Edith is beating up aliens with her tits. He's like, so well. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. The wife is being the wife. As, okay. as scheduled. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he has, a long time ago, Freddie has learned to uh, respect this relationship. He yeah. That, like, he, he, and he tells uh, other burlesque um, spouse the same thing he's like don't get in between that don't ever try because you will lose yeah (laughs) harshly see we we know our place yeah he just like i'm just gonna go over here and pick up entrails and (laughs) take money and whatever i'm just not gonna deal with that um but yeah it's it's a really interesting uh dynamic to watch her create things that are spooky scary but also silly but um the one thing i want to bring up which i brought up in the chat that night for in the zone was after her act was done uh 
my phone was buzzing because all the tips for the show were coming to one place and that was uh, my cash app and my uh, Venmo and my PayPal for Purple Nightshade. Right. Because it was just easier to collect all the money in one spot and then go, you know, divide, divide, divide. Her act was done and my cash app buzzed and somebody dropped $100 after her act. It was like, this is for this. And I screamed that in the chat. I said, Jesus Christ. I know, right? Brush shoulders (laughs) off. I was like, Jesus Christ, Edith just pulled in $100 for her act, and the rest of the people in the chat were like, excuse I? Like, what? <laughs> what, do, was, what, is, what does an average night look like? You know, on, in on terms of tips? money? Yeah. Uh, um, Depends on... Uh, I mean, just it, average. Now we need this up there. Just average. Just average? I mean... If it... Uh, burr, 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 depending on theme... And the amount of performers. Right. Because I do five people shows and I do ten people shows. Just mm-hmm. depends. Uh, we try to shoot for about a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars per show. That's Because that gets everybody um, the what we call the Florida minimum. Right. For performing. That's and awesome. if you do two acts, then it, that goes up. And if you do a specialty act like fire or needles or bed of nails or anything like this, that goes up. And for yeah. example, she's doing she's performing in the show on October 30th at the hardback. Mm-hmm. Devil Night Dreams, y'all need to come see it. Uh, but she's also doing tech, which she gets a double paycheck because she's handling the tech through Check Me Out, and she's performing as Edith, yeah. which is fine. Like you know, I financially I can handle that. It's just, it's really funny uh, when people because some some folks believe, and this is where we're gonna get potty positive. Okay, you ready for this? Oh yeah, potty positive. Body positive. Some people believe that fat bodies should not be naked on stage in front of people because yep. that's mm. gross or that's weird or that's bad. And what I usually tell people is like, you see this gorgeous person on the stage and when she's performing, like you see her, mm-hmm. she pulls in so much goddamn money to my shows and all she has to do is get up there and exist. Yeah. You all don't understand how much, first of all, do not dismiss the fact that fat people have money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, a, and also don't dismiss that fat people still fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like the ass and and everything else that comes with it is you know what they love, and it's yeah. you know I tell people that and they just kind of stare at me, and I said I'm not defending her because she's my friend. I'm defending her ability to make a profit for my fucking company. Yeah. Okay. So before you get all burlesque, needs to look like whatever the fuck like mm-hmm. 150 pounds you know double d boobs mm-hmm. you know flat stomach and white like before you start doing that shit yeah i want you to take a look at my profit margin for my shows and i have a bunch of different performers who all look different who all come from different backgrounds doing all kinds of creepy weird shit and we make money so i think that's that's part of what draws a lot of people towards burlesque though if it, it is seems done, to be a growing thing if it's you know. if it's done in the way that pays attention to the audience it serves yeah then yes, because everybody thinks that the audiences that watch burlesque, not everybody, most most audience members, let me couch this, yeah. most audience members believe that audiences for burlesque only want to see Dita Von Teese, only want to see the damn Cher and Christina movie. Like that's what they, those <laughs> kind of body shapes, not not the movie, please, but the all those body shapes are the ones they want to see because that's mm-hmm. the fantasy girl or yeah. the fantasy boy or the whatever. And modern, one of my mantras for horror is that horror doesn't portray that shit. Right. Like if you really watch horror movies, the people are fans of 
the villains and the villains aren't 150 pound double d you know skinny white girls like those are the ones getting hacked up like they're you know <laughs> yeah. jason and freddie and fucking saw and like yeah. they're no like no no so my stages will always attempt to try and showcase a wide variety of body types and uh, backgrounds and age ranges and races and like I, I really try to cultivate a mix of stuff. Yeah, it's just because, real. Just, yeah, because the audience yeah. is not one type. Why should I have one type on the stage? Exactly. And any venue owner that fights me on that, which I have very rarely have fights. Yeah. Any own, venue owner is like, no, that's not going to sell. And I'm like, watch me, bitch. Hmm. Give me one show to change your mind. That's, and it that's crazy resolute. that you even have people that would really push on that. At you all. know, you'd this, be surprised in the state of Florida. Really? Oh my, yeah. Florida. Oh. Let me tell you, I'm going to say this on this Gosh. podcast and I'm probably going to get so canceled. Florida does not like fat people. What? It doesn't. In entertainment. They don't like it. Unless you're being funny and then you can have your 20 minutes of funny and then sit the fuck down and let the real entertainers get on the stage. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it pisses me the fuck off. And, and it happens in not just burlesque, like also in drag and other kinds of art forms. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it firsthand. Um, we have a performer friend, uh, Izzy Amon, who's a drag performer, mm-hmm. and he is also a plus I size I fucking person. love Izzy. Izzy mm. Amon is amazing. Um, if if you think I'm weird based off what she's telling me, Izzy Izzy literally almost made me throw throw up the first time. Yes. And I thanked him for almost making me throw up the first time I saw him. How did before. he almost make you throw up? He was doing an act based off. We were at a show that was John Waters themed. Okay. And he did an act based off of uh, Divine and Pink Flamingos. Yes. And it was the scene where Divine is uh, eating dog shit. And I'm not familiar with that scene. <laughs> okay. Well, when you get a chance, look that scene up or watch that movie. Yeah. Um, it's John Waters at his finest. And uh, my brain could not disconnect that they were not actually eating poop because of the way that it looked like they had it just molt and they acted like exactly like the scene and yeah. I'm, we're sitting in the audience and she sees me with my head between my knees and I'm just like oh god I can't look I can't look I can't look <laughs> and I'm just like I'm literally gonna throw up and I was stone sober I was just like I can't disconnect my brain <laughs> and then after the end of the show I, I walked up to Izzy and was like hey your act made me almost vomit and they were like thank you that's that's yeah. a that's a tribute to the art right there right that, and, uh, and, and Iz, yeah izzy's amazing um does amazing things i love hiring them they're also a horror queen so they will like the last show i had them in they created a dress with uh compartments in it that had uh human organs so like the, at the at their chest they had a box with a heart in it and over on the side they had one with a liver in it and they had intestines oh, wow. And it was this whole thing about love ripping them apart. And so they would open the compartments and take out the organs and shred them on stage. And it was lovely to watch mm. for me. It was like, yes, you know, but they, they love doing things that make people put their heads between their legs and go, dear God, I'm going to die. And they're just like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> the kindest, shyest person like you want to meet in person. But once you get to know them, um, he just is a joy. It's a joy to work with. It's a joy yeah. backstage. Um, the burlesque community in Jacksonville and Gainesville have just embraced him um, as a performer. Uh, and that's been wonderful to watch. So, but Izzy's also a very large person, mm-hmm. like body wise. And so everyone who sees that is like, how does that work? And I'm like, very well, fucking well, actually. Like, they come and do weird shit and everyone thinks it's amazing. Like, I don't even know. Why do you think people are dicks about it? What's wrong with them? Because people... 
Um, I got this quote from a movie once, and I can't. I'm gonna mess it up, but people are unruly, ed, uneducated jackasses. But person by person, they're not. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, like people as a right. collective are just yeah, the masses are just morons. Yeah, uh, about yeah. certain things. Yeah, but one on one or individually, they're. Tends oh, to go a lot easier. Yeah, they're like, they, oh, okay, really like I get it, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, um, I always tell everybody that that gets to talk and meet, meet Edith that you know I love her to death, I really do, and I, as a person, in addition to just her being a, a great performer, I, I will lay on the road for her. Mm-hmm. But anybody who says anything about her in my presence gets a mouth, gets an earful, yeah. and I'm just like, you don't get to talk about her like that in front of me. Yeah. Nah, you can just change the house, the weather. Like, how about them Dodgers? Like, we just, I just start changing the conversation. I said, we are not going to agree on this. Um, she's amazing. You don't like it. Don't watch it. Wow. Like, go get a drink at the fucking bar. Okay. Like, leave me alone. And it, I you, hate. You're a good ally. I can be. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm always learning. I'm not going to say, yeah, we go. Are we all? <laughs> fucking forever. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's it's great to be friends with somebody who is so smart about things and yeah. has taught me a lot about performing and, and being a better human and, you know, trying my hardest to be the best, you know, fucking creepster yeah. I could be. I, I will say this on the air, and she and I have already talked about this a long time ago. If I ever leave Purple Nightshade, if, purple, if I ever walk away from Purple Nightshade for whatever reason and Purple Nightshade is still successful... Mm-hmm. Other than Freddie, the only other person I'd lay the hands to is her. Yeah. Because she would know exactly how to keep it going in a direction that it would it'd be smart for the company. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to turn this entire podcast into a love letter to my, <laughs> my best friend. No, but please keep singing my praises. Like, let's just talk more about Ina. It's great. been so long. Oh my God. But yeah, Whoa. so it's going to be fun. Like, she's going to do a great. I still don't know what the hell you're doing for the show October 30th. Now, now when is the next show? October 30th. It's yeah. a Friday. It's the Friday, the weekend of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so It's on Devil's Night. It's on Ooh. Devil's Night. Traditionally, October 30th is Devil's that Night. That was some serious shit where I come from. Devil's Night Up is in, no uh, joke. Michigan. And we have a gaggle of gag worthy performers who mm-hmm. are going to throw down and do fucking creepy weird shit i'm so excited my nipples are hard <laughs> like i'm so fucking excited for this don't choke <laughs> you forget we're professional naked people so right. occasionally we are going to say things like nipples <laughs> so. I, don't, I don't mind i don't mind i don't i don't i don't offend you yeah so it's, it's okay. gonna be friday october 30th at hardback cafe here in gainesville um it will be a live show mm-hmm. as well as a live stream show so the hardback has been very good to us mm-hmm. over the years here in Gainesville uh, as a part of the burlesque community in yeah. general, even before you know pandemic times. What they have done is they have created an outside viewing porch oh, okay. that can seat up to 20 people safely with masks and temp checks and things. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they have a screen on the outside on the porch. So you like it's like a drive-in movie. You like chill with your drink and you watch the show that's happening inside live. That way, there is a separation between the performers and the audience to keep everybody as safe as we can. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And there's also a way for them to get drinks without coming into the bar. Yeah. So, and as well as go to the bathroom without coming in contact with us. So, Alan has developed that to, to encourage, you know, bands and artists and burlesques and whatever to come back to the hardback and, you know, generate some income and... Yeah. 
And because he's been so good to us as a community, we try very hard to be good to him by bringing shows to him. So that's how that's going to work at the actual event. If you get a live ticket, that's what happens at the venue. Mm -hmm. You have to come with a mask, you get a temp check, and if you're cool, then you sit outside. It's going to be a beautiful night like this. It's going to be nice Mm -hmm. and balmy. These are the best nights for Porchville. Let me, let me, well, it's not raining. Last <laughs> yeah. time I was here, it was like downpour storm. Oh and God. like today night is yeah. nice and balmy. It's because I brought her. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but the point is, is that it's going to be as safe as we can make it. Yeah. And, and uh, Alan, the owner of the hardback has been really great about doing that for us. Um, and plus also, to be quite honest, performers need to hear their audiences. It's very challenging to do yeah. this online and never hear the yeah. clapping and the screaming. Yeah. So yeah. the host for our show is the one and only Vita Devoid. And Vita Devoid has been I think she probably was born in glitter. Like she just, she's been doing. <laughs> I don't burlesque. know if she was ever born. I think she just exists. Yeah, I think and she will just continue literally to walked out of the mist. She just and just, always has been. Just she always did, has yeah. been. Yeah, like <laughs> earth and rock. Just yeah. has always existed. Literally, I like Vita is an institution in the state of Florida in terms of burlesque. She's been doing it for a very long time, and she's been in entertainment for a very long time in general. Burlesque is just one of the things that she does. Yeah. Um, so she and I have become pretty decent friends over the course of the pandemic. And I've always wanted to work with her. And so I was, the minute October started, I was like, hi, <laughs> could you want to host the show for me online, please? <laughs> oh, and you, you didn't add in that she will be broadcasting live from California. Yes. Oh, wow. So she's hosting the show live from, like she's in California hosting um, and so she will be <clears throat> on the big screen outside mm-hmm. as well as live on Crowdcast. So the live streaming aspect is through Crowdcast, which is a streaming service strictly for streaming events. Like that's what it's designed to do. Awesome. And it's been really good to to myself and been really good to some of the shows that we've done here in town. Mm-hmm. And thank God this one learned it fast because <laughs> she's smart <laughs> as shit. Uh, but Vita will be able to talk to the audience both at the hardback and online, you know, just talk to them hype them up like how y'all doing and when the, the audience in Gainesville hears how y'all doing y'all having a good time they yeah. scream and yell and the performers who are live inside can hear them through the walls that's awesome yeah so it's always good for them to hear that they did a good job yeah. it's kind of like almost like kids in a way it's like they want to be clapped and <clears throat> yay yeah. you did we so need well. to be praised oh yeah, yeah so well, it's, I mean, make no mistake we don't get into performing for nothing no, I mean yeah I mean, no. it's, there is there is that that aspect that we do enjoy you know putting yeah. on the show and 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 hearing the response from the yes. from the crowd that for is, sure that is, so that's and that's the part. that's the closest we've come to it in a while and it's been very rejuvenating for a lot of folks in the community to yeah. hear that so okay so Vita's gonna be our host and then Edith will be performing we also have two drag queens from the Bohem Coven uh, who is a local um, spooky uh, drag family here in town that work out of the university club Mm -hmm. Um, so Jador Lagore will be part of our show and she is the first daughter of Rachel Bohem the Queen Supreme coven mistress uh of the is, they're all spooky queens like think dragula basically like they're all creepy weirdo freaky queens awesome. and they're absolutely stunning to look at when they get painted up and do the things they have a show uh, at the uc called sinister sundays which is basically like goth on crack you know yeah. horror <laughs> yeah drag crazy like it's it's a lot of fun i'm actually going this sunday so it's gonna be fun because jador's birthday is 
party is Sunday at the UC. So we're myself and Freddie are going to go to not only like woohoo the door, but also yeah. promote the show that she's in. Yeah. All right. So she's in it. And then her <clears throat> drag daughter, Devorah Ooze, is also in the show. And Devorah um, almost made it up to final two of the University Club Drag Race, which is like their version of Drag Race. Right. They open it up to new queens who want to come out and do the things. We're trying to encourage Izzy to do it. We're like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Izzy. I will totally sponsor Izzy next year if she wants to do <laughs> it. Absolutely. Uh, Purple Nightshade helped sponsor Devora this yeah. year um, and help her like get her looks together and all that kind of stuff because we wanted to support someone right. local. Um, so she made it top four. That's and awesome. that was, yeah, it was super awesome. And she's developing so quickly and it's so fun to watch. So she's going to be how part. Many, how many people were, were in the running? Um, I think it was nine. Was it nine? I yes. think you're right. Yeah, yeah. it was nine. Wow. They usually get nine or ten queens wow. to start off with. And then every week they either save everybody or eliminate or whatever. And it's it gets to be very tough because everybody has to, you know, level up their look and their performance. Every and, week. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Devorah did, I mean, during pandemic times, this is just wreaks havoc on the brain, mm-hmm. especially the creative brain. So yeah. I, oh, yeah. Freddie and I are very pleased that Devorah got as far as she did. Um, so she'll be in the show. Yeah. So Edith will be in the show. Devorah will be in the show. <clears throat> Jador will be on the show. Our other performer, two performers. Uh, one is my burlesque daughter. I love her. Kara Monoxide from Jacksonville is coming down to do a routine. Um, Kara has been performing for a little less than a year, uh, but she's doing beautifully. Like she's she's been a haunt actor, a haunt owner. Like she's been in creepy business forever. So awesome. this was a very natural shift for her to go from being a haunt actor and a haunt runner, like owner, yeah. to doing burlesque as a creepy person. And so she came to me because she knew about Purple Nightshade. She'd seen Edith perform and she'd seen me perform. And she's like, I want to do this. Help me. And I was like, cool. That's All amazing. Right. Yeah. So she'll be in the show doing creepy shit. Yeah. Um, beautiful girl. Uh, she's got... Oh my god! I was so surprised <laughs> seeing the size of her tits. She like has enough, in the and front. then some. Like she could feed a f- third world country. That's how big she is. Hardback cafe, you say? Yes. <laughs> Hardback cafe. Kara is a Friday, October thirtieth. You t- say? Tiggle yes. bitties. <laughs> oh when, my god! When she she had forwarded. Did you mention me. a time specifically? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. You Nine say? o'clock. It's even it's even early enough for the old people to come out and watch. She she had actually forwarded me a video of of her like training. Kara and just kind of like you know like Kara would do like a video and send it to her and be like what do you think and then she would send notes back and so she sent me like one of her final when she was going through like her initial first act and I was like okay yeah I'll I'll watch her and then as soon as like she turned around she's wearing like just like a tank top and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) she is blessed yes honey (laughs) blessed in the chest I know we talked about you know getting up on stage for that first time but but Putting an act together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. presenting that, like, what does that feel like to hear, to, to really, because you're really putting yourself out there, you're putting a lot of yourself into your act. Mm-hmm. Right. How does that feel when you, when you, you drink a lot so, of water, get up there? And yeah. <laughs> we, we have a running joke that I just come up with ideas just by drinking water. Yeah. Okay. So, because like literally I, I just like listen to things on Spotify or mm-hmm. on YouTube or whatever, and I just... We'll get like either a character or just something in my head that connects to the song. Yeah. Um, I'm also a huge movie buff, and mm-hmm. it, like I've been my 
my mom raised me with like all the class like every movie you could think of she just was always like okay well like i like your mom she well it actually became a, a, a running joke with her that i could tell what movie she was watching just by the soundtrack from across the house Ooh. yeah so there are times where i'm like i'll kind of like look around just sort of like are you watching hocus pocus and she's like how did you know and i'm like i, I could hear it all the way from across the house like it's just so weird that i could pick up on that so i feel like because of growing up with that i always have some movie or some tv show that's just yeah. somewhere playing on a loop like there's i always joke that there's like a side of my brain where math and science skills should have gone and instead i just filled it with movie references I and characters i totally understand <laughs> i was just I like get it math uh, applicable <laughs> skills to a job Pff, no i'm gonna put like like evil dead in here yep. or i'm gonna put you know yep. friday the 13th in here exactly. or whatever and just that's where oh that and animal facts just for no reason i'm just like yeah this will be useful never so, <laughs> um and so like i'll i'll listen to a playlist or i'll build a playlist it's just like these are some songs that i feel something about but i yeah. can't put my finger on and I'm one of those people where I do listen to songs to death. Like I will listen, and the minute that it kind of hooks me, I play it again and again oh, and again too. and again. And then I'm just me like, too. okay, who does this resonate with? And then I usually make some kind of connection. Um, sometimes they don't have a character, and it's just an Edith moment. It's just mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm gonna be my damn sexy, sultry self to this. Or there are times where, like honestly, like with, using Garfield as the example, that was one of the cases where I had a. I had an idea before I had a song and uh, and I was just like I really should do something with lasagna I really should do <laughs> I really should knew. do I just knew and yep. I'm just like I don't think I've ever heard of an act where someone sits in lasagna before so I just have to do it I mean because that's what it's all about is, so, is, the, right. is, is leaving an impression and those people walking away with a memory they will never forget no they'll yeah. never forget the time they saw <laughs> they went to a burlesque show and saw the girl sitting in lasagna. Exactly. Right. I just listen to music. I have a whole Spotify playlist on, on Spotify. This is burlesque ideas. And yeah. I just, whenever I hear a song and literally the stage in my brain lights up and then mm -hmm. I start seeing myself move mm -hmm. and what it looks like, then I just immediately earmark the song and put it on the list and then go home and sketch. Mm -hmm. um, since I come from a theater background and... Well, so you draw it out. Yeah. I, you've well, got to literally physically look me, at it. Yes. For okay. me, it is... The theater process turns on. Um, what do I we start with the drawing? What do you, are, is there what a I set? Do, is there a costume? Like what starts first? Yeah, usually it's the movement first, and then it's like, okay, what am I doing to this song? Is mm -hmm. there a character I've kind of had the back burner? Is there because I also have a list of characters I want to do eventually, and right. or you know routines I want to kind of play with. Mm -hmm. um, for example, one of the characters I really want to play with uh, soon is from princess and the frog the disney movie mm -hmm. uh there's very few characters i can i can actually portray from that movie since it is mostly a black uh american you know movie mm -hmm. set in new orleans but i the music is just so fucking good that movie's so underrated it like, is so fucking good i'm I, sorry I, it was one of the few is... i've never seen it i'll be honest then you must burn it. in hell for that I've, because it was it's probably so good. I mean, how when did they release that? Because I um, I, I kind of stopped watching Disney movies somewhere like I want to say two thousand late nineties. You need to start again. Is either two thousand twelve or two thousand eleven? Because oh, I was in college so, yeah. when it came out. Yeah, it was, I, those were my just, those were my primetime drinking days. I wasn't watching <laughs> Disney movies. Twenty one, twenty two. I was. Yeah, yeah. I was. 
Let me tell I you something. A lot. Disney Disney is great recovery if you're hungover. Yeah. Just put on the Disney movie, order a pizza, and just sit there and be like, okay, I'm never drinking again, but this movie is amazing. But Princess and the Frog is always held. I've seen it so many times. Is that your favorite? No, but it is one of the like for Disney. It's one of my favorites. Which one's your favorite? I know you know it right Moana. off the top of your head. Moana. Moana? Oh, yeah. Moana. Yeah. Moana. We spent, there was one road trip where we I figured you for a classics type. I did. Listen, is that an old lady comment? No, I'm not about at to all. come across this not table at all. and yank that old <laughs> Not at all. We, uh, we talked about that last yeah, time. No, no way. No, no actually, all. no. Um, some of the classics, I mean, classics is, is a broad scale definition at this point because mm-hmm. Some people think Little Mermaid is classic. You know, I, 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 I'm thinking like Peter Pan. I no, love, I, yeah. I love the, that the original stuff, you know, first brand from of the classics. Way back, yeah. Oh yeah, like out of that grouping, I think Sleeping Beauty is my favorite because yeah. Maleficent is my queen. Right. Uh, and she turns into a fucking dragon, which is <laughs> which is you. Yeah, I self-identify as a dragon pretty much. Uh, I have a, I have a dragon act even. Um, she does, and it's hot as hell. Oh, nice. thank you. Like pun intended, but also not intended. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's um, so that's a good one. But Princess and the Frog is a new favorite. Right. There is a character from the film who is a firefly, and he speaks with a Creole accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his name is Ray. Yes. Yes. Ray the Lightning Bug. Ray, yeah, Ray the Lightning Bug. And he sings um, a song called Evangeline because he's in love with a star in the sky and thinks it's a firefly. So he sings this beautiful song to her. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I really love this song, but I also love the opening song, which is down in New Orleans. The 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 first opening, not the reprise at the end, mm-hmm. but the first opening. So I started stitching them together using Audacity, which is a music program that a lot of us use to blend songs. And so I started, right yeah, and I just started <laughs> to literally see the act come to life. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this will be the one and only act where I will actually sing. Because I can, I can sing in a, a male tenor. I'm an alto by trade, so to speak, but I don't really like my singing voice that much. So if I do sing, it's usually male-oriented songs, like male singers, because mm-hmm. I just sound better in that register for some reason. I don't know why you would say that, but you know. <laughs> but the point is this, is that that literally, I listened to that music, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. Because to have a Disney esque or a Disney act in our business is kind of smart. There are some themes that you kind of want to eventually keep in the roster. Yeah. Like everybody usually wants to have everybody in the business who stays in it for a long period of time and long period of time is like three years, five years. If you can make it over three years then yeah. I think most performers want to end up doing a Disney act of some kind. Yeah. And most of the time it's a princess. Oh my God. Throw up. Um, or, or a villain, <laughs> or a villain. Uh, most of them want to have some kind of uh, what we call nerdlesque act, which I'm sure Phoenix talked about when yeah. she was here with Biddle yeah. a million years ago. What feels like a now now it's it like does, post it Andre. Does. <laughs> like, it does. It feels like now forever. that Andre's born, well, we're like, was yeah. there a life before this baby? You know, in, in pandemic times, I've just been saying we're in a time soup. Yeah. Like time is kind of irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. My I came in from work and and my grandmother she she, uh, she sees with the time she goes oh I guess it, it's Friday like yeah, right. like she what? just. There's no concept day to day anymore. If it wasn't until for she my, sees me come home early. My phone calendar is the one that reminds me. It's like, hey, by the way, it's October 16th. <laughs> my uh, my pill grid. My pill grid. I have a, a 
few medications that I'm on, but if it wasn't for that old lady kind of like grid <laughs> of days of the week, I would not know what day of the week it is. I would yeah. th- even today I was like, "Ooh, it's Friday." Taking <laughs> 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 my pills. So yeah, it just becomes that. So yeah, so like a Disney act is usually somewhere in the repertoire, um, some kind of nerdlesque from, you know, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings yeah. or Game Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, like something like that's probably in your roster somewhere. Like there's a few areas that most of us have routines in or are developing routines in because those themes usually sell yeah very well to audiences sure. and so yeah. when you see those uh, i can imagine doing like a star wars night and the the turnout of, of there, stuff like that there you know? is there a, a few yeah there's been a few star wars shows yeah. there is a star wars show run by a um, person named maven misbehaven down in st pete and tampa and she usually does it around the holiday season in december yeah uh and it kills i like bet every I'll single bet. time she does it it's just well it well before it was wall to wall people and in the before times in the before oh. times i i've done the show uh twice no, once i've done the show once and it was a lot of fun um because i'm a big star wars nerd and she knows it so yeah. she was like yo you want to come down here and be a star wars nerd i'm like yes <laughs> uh so that show was great and it was fun like i have a few star wars acts just a few because awesome. uh, i love the series so much and the characters and um there was one character in the Mandalorian I really wanted to do, and then she, the actress, came out as a transphobic idiot. So I was like, "Damn it!" Oh, really? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. She she started on Twitter with a bunch of transphobic bullshit, and I was like, "Oh, why would you?" Uh, Damn yeah. it! So like, I literally, when that stuff happens, mm-hmm. when somebody associated with the character is comes out and is extremely problematic or yeah disgusting yeah. they're kind of that character i, I literally mean, have to just be like nope yeah it's wrap that idea it's one of those so. things that like if if you were to have continued with that act after that happened then somebody would see you on stage and you risk that idea that an audience member is going to be like oh this just makes me think of how terrible yeah. this person is and you don't ever want to make right. someone no. in the audience right. feel like that you never want yeah. them to see your character and be like i'm going to attribute this to some Something terrible. And even though, even though you know, you may not, or they may know you, they're still yeah. That it doesn't matter. There, the audience doesn't know you. Yeah. They just know what you're presenting. For another example is I have a Madame Maxime routine for Harry Potter, the giantess. Like mm-hmm. it's this whole thing, and I love the routine. I love the costume. Uh, but you know, J.K. Yeah. Frico mm. is now a big transphobic <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Uh, asshole. I said it again. J.K. Rowling is an asshole. Yeah, she is. Uh, and so she as the creator of harry potter has pretty much like taken a shit brush and just painted harry potter with it and i'm just like why would you fucking (sighs) yeah that's why that's why i think that just 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 write your books man yeah Yeah. just shut up and write your shit you know you're you're doing great things for the world and you gave us harry potter and uh, that little area down there at universal studios just just leave it at that yeah Yeah. so it's it's hard i still i still love the universe and i love the characters yeah well there's a there's i mean the the magic is still there regardless of you know the the very human person behind it yeah yeah. it's it's hard but yeah i mean for me the process is i hear the song i picture the character or maybe i have the idea about the character and then i go Mm -hmm. home and i take out the ye old sketchbook and I start sketching and I start adding color and, and then start thinking about uh, is there a part of this I have to build mm-hmm. for example with Ray the Firefly I need to have a light up booty so I need to figure out how to have a light up booty uh, on stage that's amazing yeah that can actually mm-hmm. be remote controlled because I don't want to like have to go back there and try to turn it on and have I, you I figured really, it out no I figured out the shape and I figured out how I want to sit on my butt 
we and can exact- figure it out yeah and exactly the moment i want it to light up um but i haven't figured quite the rest of it out because you know ray pretty much doesn't wear anything because he's a fucking bug so it's like mm. so i have to kind of get a little creative yeah. with how i do that um, i got some ideas for you <laughs> <laughs> if it involves lasagna fuck you no <laughs> No, if we it, have technology if it, involve, on if it involves my butt in anything, fuck you right now. Oh, why would I do that? She's lying. She's lying to me. My wife lies let's, to me. Let's talk it over some lasagna, though. Let me tell you something. Just drink your drink. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, you know, I will also say this. The process um, can be very quick or can be very slow. It kind of sneaks up on you sometimes yeah. where you're just like, I don't have any idea for that. Oh, oh yeah and like 10 days before the show that the, that the act <laughs> yeah. is due at it's like oh my god i've seen the light yep. i have less than 10 days to do this because i also have work <laughs> crap like, like i have literally <laughs> submitted ideas to shows like because you can some directors will uh, producers will allow you to what they call pitch to a show right. so if you don't have a set act you can pitch them an idea mm-hmm. and if they like the idea they'll book you and trust you to you know do the things as long as they know who you are and and trust your ability mm-hmm. to perform and entertain and I have pitched acts that I'm just like, this sounds cool. And then I get booked and I'm like, I have a week. Yeah. Like I just literally, you know, I told, I always warn Freddie. I'm like, babe, I'm not going to talk to you for seven days. He's like, did you book an act? You didn't develop the act yet, did you? I'm like, I love you. He was like, uh-uh. Oh, no, no, there, no. There have been no. many a time that I have taken uh, a costume piece to work, um, including uh, when I did my Jar Jar Binks act. I have a Jar Jar mask that i rhinestoned and i was trying yeah, to that be that is a bold move i was very sneaky and trying to rhinestone it and then anytime someone came in my office i was like what what nope I mean, we're talking here. about talking about characters that that, that oh that, god that have such a negative connotation Ugh. jar jar yes i mean he was pretty hated yes so how do you how do you uh so uh i've dabbled in some show producing myself i don't mm-hmm. quite do it i mean obviously even before covid times i was kind of taking a step back from producing mm-hmm. but i do have a show that i have done that's called cult status burlesque and it's okay. all about and it's amazing cult films it's yeah. amazing it's really yes. really funny and very very clever and hmm. really well done so uh our first show we just kind of did like and like kind of classic cult films like we did we had an act that was for the room um, I did um, Sharknado. There was a performer who did Human Centipede. Um, that we had, Sharknado thing caught on much better than I thought it was oh, going yeah. to. I've got mm-hmm. to admit. And um, <laughs> and then when we we had such a good reaction from it, we were like, okay, we need to do a second show, and yeah. the show is going to be themed around sequels, bad sequels, because I mean, well, luckily they made plenty, Sharknado too. I could have honestly I actually had dabbled with the idea of doing that but uh, I decided to bring uh, back my Evil Dead 2 act oh yeah um, where I basically my hand becomes possessed and starts stripping me now do you subscribe and, to the Evil Dead 2 being just a a, a higher budget remake of, of Evil Dead 1 um, I've heard a lot of people I, say that I love it in its own way almost like almost like if there was like a twin sibling to the first one and they were separated at birth that's that's kind of the way I think of Evil Dead too. I'm an Army of Darkness fan myself. Oh, I, I, I was for the longest time, but then yeah. as I got older and I kept watching uh, Evil Dead too, I just more than anything like as a video production person and also knowing like the behind the scenes, mm-hmm. seeing the scene where Bruce Campbell's literally attacking himself, <laughs> that was all his own stunts. <laughs> like he absolutely was like pulling himself with his own hand and like smashing plates in his face, and I'm like, does he get the credit that he's due? 
Bruce Campbell. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let, let me tell you a story about Bruce Campbell. Tell me. Okay, so one of the things, her birthday is actually coming up pretty close. Happy birthday. October 23rd. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah, she's a Halloween baby. Um, you want to throw down that cash app in case people are listening and oh, want to absolutely give throw you it down, <laughs> throw it down. Go. Uh, my Venmo is at Edith Me Out. My cash app, I think, is also Edith Me Out. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> and, if uh, you would like to don't to <laughs> ma- pay a tribute to the Halloween goddess, please feel free to do that because birthdays cost money. Yes, they do. Um, so there is a convention every usually every year in Orlando or Tampa called Spooky Empire mm-hmm. and Spooky Empire. I told you about last yeah. thing. It was the big horror convention. Yep. Okay. So. I was stuck for a birthday present. I tried to do something really nice for her for her birthday. Um, and I happened to go on to Spooky Empire's website and found out that Bruce Campbell was coming to Spooky Empire. And Bruce Campbell for Edith is um, horror daddy. Like if she could he meet- is daddy. Yeah. <laughs> if she could literally meet and just run away with anyone from the horror genre, it would literally be Bruce Campbell. Absolutely. Uh, so she- Bruce Campbell now or Bruce Campbell then? Bruce Campbell anytime, anytime, any anytime. And, and I had I, a friend. I didn't realize that Bruce Campbell was going to be as hot as he was, and he was oh, fucking yeah. hot. I and, was and, like, and, I will go home with you, Jesus and, Christ. I Sorry, Freddie. I had a friend who was. Uh, she was telling me she's like, oh, but I love, him, I love him with his wife, and I'm like, she could join too. I don't really care. Like, come on, don't let me stop y'all from being married. Just, just come on. <laughs> But yeah, so that was my big birthday gift last year. You just year shot a whiskey her. for that one. My but big- yeah, so I, I noticed that Bruce Campbell was coming to Spooky Empire, and I said, that's it. I'm going to give her Horror Daddy for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And so I paid for a VIP meet and greet. Oh, my. And a photo op. And she then got to, you got to face-to-face face with Didn't tell it. her until I secured everything. And I was oh, like, wow. by the way, I'm giving you Bruce Campbell for your birthday. And I showed her. And she was like, oh, Holy my fucking God. She cried. I cried at work when she told me that. I was just yeah. like, really? Yeah. I, she, That's I was, amazing. I was like, don't ever doubt I don't fucking love you, bitch. <laughs> like, ever. So, and it's, you know, it's going to be hard to top that. It's like Bruce, after Bruce Campbell, everything is just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she dressed like uh, Ash from Evil Dead. I, I basically I wore my burlesque costume, but the outer part of it. Oh shit! With and, the fucking uh, chainsaw hand and everything, it was amazing. <laughs> yes. And she got to meet him with the outfit on, and he was so nice. Wow. And he signed my chainsaw. Yeah. That's oh, that's mm-hmm. that's incredible. And then that's like no, the coolest gets, fucking thing. It gets better. So you gotta we, have that thing mounted on a wall. Or yeah, something. We, it's going to be soon. Yeah, we have a mutual friend who works at Spooky Empire as one of the event coordinators. Goes by the name of Lady James. And Lady James runs a troupe out of Orlando called Corsets and Cuties. But she also is very tight with the spooky folks. Mm-hmm. Like, she helps put that together. So she was running Bruce Campbell's Q&A panel, which, of course, is, you know, money, 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 because Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and so she saw us at the convention and, you know, hi, kissy face, you know, my selfie. She goes, do you guys want to get in and see Bruce? And we're like, yes. Yeah. She's like, all right, you're now my children. Like, just we literally fell in line between her two kids. I'm just like... <laughs> Okay, thanks, mom. You know, just like walked in and sat in Bruce Campbell's Q and A, which was packed. Oh yeah, my God. And he is literally everything you want him to be. He's smart. He's fucking funny, and very aware of who he is. He's like, I'm yeah. fucking Bruce Campbell. I don't give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. he just is so. I think he's one of the few guys he's though that can pull that off. He is self-aware as shit on who he is, but he's and what better he is. than like. I, I don't. It's weird like, because you know he's he's a 
I guess he's what I mean. He's considered the greatest B movie star of all That's time. That's what I mean. Like yeah. he's very aware. But of who he's he very is. like A list because he's so great at who he is. Let it's, me tell you, there weird. were easily yeah. five hundred motherfuckers in that, in that ballroom. Like I'll bet you there's a lot of A listers that wouldn't get waiting that shit. for Bruce to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like he was. The star. Oh, he could have just gone up on that stage and just like farted, and people would have lost their fucking mind. <laughs> it would have been like yes. Um, and he was very funny about Q and A's because you know some people would ask questions about stuff that he didn't want to talk about. He's like, I'm not answering that. Next yeah. question. Like he would just be like, no. And the, and the poor, you know, the poor horror nerd is just like, but I stood in line for like 30 minutes. And he's like, I don't care. You know? <laughs> and people are like, well, you know, but he just. Not that he was rude, but he just he's just very funny. Yeah. He's a very funny guy, and it was a lot of fun to just sit there and listen to him just talk about bullshit. Because um, very few people forget that not only was he you know B horror movie yeah. actor, but he also did a television show mm-hmm. as a spy, a CIA, a, a retired CIA spy Burn called Notice. Burn Notice. And I mm-hmm. watched Burn Notice. Me and, and it, my it, wife watched every episode of that yeah and so like the people who would ask him about burn notice he would get happier because people knew he was on burn notice (laughs) he was just like yeah do you know i was like this close to working on that show with him Oh. Yeah, and I would have never met you because I never would have met you i would be married to bruce campbell right now yes you would so (laughs) be married to bruce campbell or you would just be like kept in the hollywood hills girlfriend or something well they filmed it in uh south florida okay then she would be on like star island in miami just like (laughs) Bruce is at home. <laughs> you know? I would be the mistress. Thank you. You would. You would just be, and then you too can tour like Dita because you would have Bruce Campbell money. Uh, but yeah, he was just—he was a cool guy. It was—it was very cool to have that experience and, and give that to her for her birthday. Um, and I think that's around the time when people thought we were dating because <laughs> yeah. I was doing that kind of shit, and they were like, "Do you guys like? Do you get to?" And I'm like, yeah, I slept with her, and they're just we like, shared a bed many a time. Yeah, I was like, so I basically tell them like she, I fucking snore and she puts up with it. Like that's pretty you know, much. Yeah, you've only ever chased me out of a bed maybe like twice. I think so. Yeah, I think just twice. But yeah, it's really funny because after I did that, they're like, you sure not dating? I'm like, listen, I love the girl, um, but I can't afford that. Look at her. Like, <laughs> eyes expensive. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I don't make enough to afford the lifestyle that she deserves. So, and that's the joke I usually give people. You want to know something? I don't make enough money for the life I deserve. <laughs> True that shit. <laughs> oh my god, we both need raises, right? But yeah, so that's that's pretty much you know the end. But I'm I'm a firm believer in this. If I love, and then she knows this. If I love you, mm-hmm. then I do for you. Yeah, and I take care of you the best that I can and pay attention to the things that you like and you don't almost like a romantic relationship because mm-hmm. I believe that and I find this really true especially with the horror community love your friends like you love your partners because they're the ones who are going to pick up the phone when you're just like I Falling fucking apart, can't yeah, yeah I yeah. fucking can't stand that motherfucker and they're mm-hmm. just like listen why don't we just go get a drink and yeah. fuck that shit yeah I you've actually you said that to me not that long ago that you're like you know I have to I have to court my friend because it's like you need to maintain that relationship even though it's not a romantic one it's still one that's like I need to show that this relationship's worth it yeah, yeah. and if worth this, my effort this relationship you gotta put adjust- time into it yeah Absolutely. if your friendship is, is just as important to you as your romantic yep. relationship then you need to court both yeah. and people find that really strange when I say that and I said that's because I don't love a lot of people mm-hmm there are very yeah. few people I do love. Like, yeah. love. I've got friends that I come out here once a month, and I just go through my phone, and I just start calling at random, you know, guys I've known 
20 years mm, you know yeah. uh and just you know to keep that keep that line of communication open you know yeah and i'm yeah. and i'm know. i'm a fiercely loyal person like once i once oh, someone I've, has, I've seen it she will just oh. be like try me bitch like yeah. she'll be in like <laughs> oh. virtually nothing with heels on like try me bitch like yeah no this like honestly like when it comes to things like happening to me i'll be like okay i guess that's just sort of the life i live i guess bad things are gonna happen to me mm. but the second that something bad happens to someone who i'm as loyal to as i am with her yeah i am like okay i'm taking off my heels so i can stab somebody <laughs> yep. with them because fuck this you deserve better and just i have there's so many times that i'm like fanning the flames of something because i'm like did this person <laughs> slight you how dare they do they not know who you are like yeah. <laughs> it's where it, it's and burlesque can be kind of tough sometimes yeah. like it can be a really kind of rocky road on occasion where people will talk shit and and not talk shit in a fun way but talk shit and that just yeah. and that, that, that honestly it floors me like, it's, I, inter- I just, it's the entertainment i can't industry. imagine like, like let me tell you something crazy to me. there you know the entertainment industry is a weird bird yeah. that occasionally will pluck out its own feathers if that yeah. makes any sense like mm-hmm. it, it really just becomes stupid after a while and i just i have now after being in it for almost four years now and like after your third year you call it okay now i figured out a few things about you've, you've learned how to navigate the waters a bit after your third year yeah you figure like this person is my colleague but not my friend mm-hmm. this person sucks so if i have ever have to deal with them i just smile and move on and these people are my friends that i can call at three in the morning and be like hey you got a couch i'm coming through town burr, burr, burr. so i now have those three categories where these people are my colleagues yeah. these people are people <laughs> loosely and these people are my friends so i very much try to navigate it the best way i can now the people who are just people who are just suck um i try not to work with yeah uh yeah. it makes my life a hell of a lot easier and some of the people that i don't want to work with um you know to have large followings and probably would bring a lot of bodies and money to the show but, but it they ain't just, worth it they just it suck. ain't fucking worth you it. can be the most yeah. fabulous performer yeah. and we've both seen it you can be the most fabulous performer fun entertaining glittery or bloody or whatever and then you're backstage and you're a fucking dick you're just yeah a crap person yeah. behind it yeah nobody wants it you bringing yeah. down the vibe no. yeah so and it's just like no get the fuck out i've like, made it i made a concerted effort over the last few months to really change the the people that I interact with in, in, in some ways, the just the negative, constant bullshit, you know, drama, I just, yeah. all that. I just, I don't need well, it. I just need it, man. I'm just, and, I'm just trying to have a good vibe and, and surround myself with good, positive people. I feel like uh, in a lot of communities, there's always going to be some kind of ugly drama that comes sure. up. Um, it's kind of unavoidable. There's always going to be like just that person. You're kind of like, okay, I got to put on a brave face <laughs> and just kind of do this. Um, and we've both been in shows where people we don't like. Yeah. Yes. And, and we just have to go. Right. And you just kind of, you just kind of. We call know. it, we call it fake Barbie. Yes. Like, well, hi. But, you, but, but I mean, how much, how much interaction do you guys really have? Um, keep it to a minimal. It yeah. depends on the person. <laughs> yeah. There are some people where I'm like, I'm going to present myself in the most professional manner and be like, hi, how are you? You need some yeah. pasty tape here. Here we go. Like we're going to be grown-ups. And, and then there are some people where it's just the coldest shoulder I could offer. Mm-hmm. And it's like I will be pleasant on stage if we have to be on stage together, but that is where it ends. I will, like the I will tell a funny ends. story to kind of get this point across. <laughs> this has nothing to do with a burlesque performer. It has to do with uh, <clears throat> ex Adam. So she loves this story. <laughs> she loves this story. So there was there's a boy that she dated for a little while and he 
that ended up ending um, mm-hmm. pretty terribly because he ended up being a very terrible person and mm. he sucks. Um, which I always find stupid. I'm like, you have the chance to date a gorgeous, loving, sexy burlesque performer, and you gonna fuck it up. And yeah, you're gonna like <laughs> she's they're on stage showing everybody the goods that they, that the people in the audience don't ever get to touch, don't ever get, to, and you get to go home and do all. And they're bringing it home to you. Yeah, like you're mm-hmm. an you you're ungrateful an idiot. prick. You're an mm-hmm. idiot. Like you're an idiot. So okay. So this is long after they broke up and he displayed some pretty disturbing behaviors um, post breakup that mm. I actually had to unfortunately witness. But this was a show that I went to to support my burlesque daughter. She was in it and I was very excited for her. So I went up to see it and I was standing at the bar and getting a drink and I feel this tap, tap, tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so I don't That's say anything. Good. I don't say anything. Because I'm in a bar of a, uh, that I respect. Like, I respect the bar owner. I'm not going to start shit in a bar that I actually want to come back to eventually. Sure. So I turn around and I stare at this person and I just stare at him. I don't say anything. I'm the queen of uh, just stare. Just stare at you unblinking for like two minutes. I, I can so see that. I, like, I, I will just stare at you. I believe that. So I stare at him. Now, meanwhile, I'm in, you know, platform heels and I'm like towering two inches over him. So I. Yeah, she's just, like six foot in those heels. Oh, at least. my God. <laughs> six one. So I'm just staring at him. And I'm like literally not saying anything. And he's like, so how are you? Blah, blah, blah. He just starts talking like we're friends. Like we text each other every day. And I looked right at him and I got real close to his face and I said, I don't like you. <laughs> and he stopped mid sentence like, what? And, and that I, should be enough. I'm like, I don't like you and i got louder and everyone next to me there happened to be a pr- producer not the show's producer but a producer next to me who we kind of have a weird ugh, relationship with <laughs> they're in kind of in the people <laughs> column uh so sh- she was sitting next to me with her entourage of folks and she heard me and she was like watching like waiting for me to pop off and you know do some nasty shit and he just like, what do you mean you don't? I said, I don't like you. And I turned around and back to the bar. And that's the only thing I ever said to him was, I don't like you. And that was it. And he just stood there like, he didn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. So I got my drink and I walked past him back into the venue to sit down and watch the rest of the show. And he just kind of stood there like a child, mm-hmm. like not knowing what the fuck to do with himself. Because guys like that don't know how to how to respond. But that to story, a I tell female. that I tell that story, not necessarily a strong female. And I swear, my heart grows th- two sizes every time you tell it. <laughs> right. Just being confronted. So, and, just yeah. I guys just, like that, they're just cowards. But it's not just guys like that. That's just an example of how I would treat someone that I don't like mm-hmm. that's in my space yeah. performer or not I'm like if I don't like you you're going to know it I'm not gonna I'm gonna be as professional as I can if we're in a professional setting if I'm right. in a show if I'm doing my things I'm gonna be professional but if I don't like you when the show is done fuck all the way off yeah. I don't want to talk to you I don't want to go eat with you I don't mm-hmm. want to hang out after hours I don't want to do none of that shit yeah. fuck you goodbye I mean it's it's just like when you have someone that you don't like that you work with that yeah. like, like they're the next cubicle over and you're just like I really don't like this person for whatever reason people don't always mesh well I, um, I, I know absolutely oh, what you mean oh yeah and, and there's so many different <laughs> walks of life like you never know what you're gonna walk into and it's just one of those things like while I'm on the clock I have to yeah. Just put on a brave face and just do the thing I, I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And then when I clock out, I'm beholden to no one. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's the same, unfortunately, with burlesque shows. If we have to work with people we don't like, we're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
I'm gonna get a drink. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, it, it you know, and that goes for all performers. Like sometimes True. we're in situations that we can't. Now, if it's a problematic producer, then that's where we. That's the only time you will ever see all of us band together. And yeah. To be like, no, because if it's a problematic producer for a variety of reasons, then the the train of the word of mouth will travel very very oh, fast. Oh yeah. Your reputation precedes you yeah. in our oh, business. Yeah. I yeah. imagine like, that would be devastating. If that very yes. Quickly. If it if somebody came out and said this is what happened to me at blah 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 show. Ooh. It would just destroy. Yeah, yeah and like, we're and it catches on like wildfire. Like, yeah. So even it, the people we don't like and we don't like to talk to, if they said, "Hey, I'm telling you this because I know you work with this person," or "Hey, I know you, you know, are in the the city with this person," yeah. mm-hmm. so blah blah blah. Even if I couldn't stand that person, mm-hmm. I think they should, you know, jump off a cliff and not come back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Die in a car fire in the nicest um, way possible. In the nicest way possible <laughs> with a smile on your. But face. if they were to message me and say, "Hey, this is what's going on with Blit." Yeah. Then I would be like, oh shit, okay, let me right. let me back up here and make sure the next person knows that. So that is the only time you will see absolute unity is if there's a problematic situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And problematic can be anything from a sexual assault situation to a racist situation to a drug situation. To, just an unsafe, like, yeah, un- unsafe like harboring an unsafe environment. I just feel right. like you guys are very good at like looking out. And I know things happen, obviously, yeah. but I, I, I get the sense from talking with with you guys and with with Freddie and yeah. with Phoenix and that it's such a tight knit community like I feel no, like you guys really up, look out we, for no, each other. We don't put up with bullshit even yeah. if, if you know if the like person, anything that risks y'all like you guys. If are I'm just in quick. a show, with, listen, even if I'm in a show with a person I don't like, and yeah. if they're being cornered by a drunken audience member or they're in a situation mm-hmm. that's really bad, yeah. I will be one of the ones to step up and go, "Um, you don't get to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Back the fuck off. Yeah. Even if I can't stand that person, right? Because nobody deserves to be in no. a situation like that, especially in our business where mm. we're wearing very little and doing all kinds of things, and so, we're around inebriated people. Exactly. You know, maybe their inhibitions are not quite where they. Should be, or yeah. maybe they're just already an asshole, and the liquor makes them maybe, more of an asshole. Maybe they just want some lasagna. Yeah, I you, know. You know what? <laughs> At the end of that act, I do offer, I offer that the lasagna that I sit in to somebody in the audience. As far as like, I'm like, if you give me fifty dollars, you, you can this. you can eat what's on it, my butt, and it? you can no, no one's bought one so far. Oh my god, I, I, I actually find that hard to believe. Uh, you know what? I was pretty dismayed. I was like, this lasagna, it just. Come on, somebody know. Now, okay. if she had said $100 to like lick it off her butt, that might actually no, work. I've, I've offered that. Have you really? And no one's taking me up on it. I, I feel like you really need to drive it home, though. I think you, I feel like you should really get maybe, somebody out there to sell that, and I think that Maybe that should happen. be in my, um, my, my, the notes before my act goes on, yes. where it's like, just there so you, you know, people, uh, after this act is done, yes, you can eat what is on her afterwards <laughs> for lots of money <laughs> for x amount yes because we don't do that shit for for venmo we, we don't do that shit yeah we don't do that shit for free um yeah it's really crazy to to think about doing this but uh speaking of crazy i brought notes you brought notes because it's october like we're here to talk about spooky weird shit what kind Ooh. of notes you got uh i did some digging sir and apparently mm-hmm. You used to, or still do, run a thing called the Gainesville Paranormal Society. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> dun dun this is dun. True. Yep, Gainesville Paranormal. Um, had that for a few years. Me and Matt used to work on it together. That's how I, I was met digging Matt. for. I was digging up ghost stories yeah. to, to spread about Gainesville tonight, and I found <laughs> that. I went. I know this name. Why do I know this? <gasps> 
yeah. this guy was a paranormal investigator. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. Nice. I, I actually was just as recent as like three months ago it was was you know periodically we still go out and yeah. get, get calls and i've got a lot of friends that have uh that i've made over the years doing it and you know they'll well, ask I me brought, to come out and i brought the three most noted ghost stories in gainesville mm-hmm. you probably know two of them one of them you probably would not know but this i know you know two of them no lay it on me okay so the first story I have is about a bar that used to exist here called Market Street. And Market Street right now is, it, I know Market Street. Market Street is like called Bricks now or some shit. I don't know. Some, some it? bullshit. It's some bullshit frat bar. I don't fucking know. Uh, we all hate it. We, do, we just drive by it and stare at it with anger. Just like we hate you all. Could you all leave? Market Street. That's next to Lucy's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Market Street used to be a bar slash venue, you know, blur. Well. Market Street has a ghost that's called Uncle Gary. And Uncle Gary used to pull all kinds of shenanigans inside the bar. Everything from lights going out to uh, doors creaking to sound going wonky to... Let's see. There used there is an old there used to be an old dumb waiter in mm-hmm. in Market Street where because Market Street originally like was a hotel or something and it, there's a dumb waiter that you can like haul food up to or haul whatever. Yeah. And so the dumb waiter would just randomly start going up and down for no reason. Um, so the performers when we used to perform burlesque there back in the day when Market Street was a venue for burlesque and I pray to whatever God is actually existing on this planet to bring that back because that would be amazing uh we always just tell uncle gary good night and if you did not say good night to uncle gary when you came in the barn the next day to open it up chaos really the freezer would be flooding or there would be smashed liquor bottles on the floor the chairs would be upended um a light would have been left on like it was havoc so every single night after we would close down Market Street after a show, in particular, we'd have to say goodnight to Uncle Gary. Wow. Otherwise, well, see, he I've would actually be. never heard about Uncle Gary. Yeah. We, the story goes, from what I understand, the story goes is that Uncle Gary was one of the original uh, tenants of the hotel and passed away mm-hmm. in the hotel and his spirit has never left the building. So... Um, I'm told if you go upstairs a certain time of night, it gets really cold, mm-hmm. um, that things move, that you hear voices, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, Uncle, yeah, Uncle Gary's a very particular spirit who likes things the way he likes things. And yeah. he, he prefers manners. Like you have to say, good evening, Uncle Gary, when you open the bar and you have to say good night, hmm. Uncle Gary, when you leave the bar. Um, burlesque shows also tended to hype him up a little bit. I guess it was just all the nakedness. Justifiably I don't think, so. Yeah, so it was. It's really funny. Um, Phoenix used to joke about Uncle Gary all the time, and then shit would happen, and we're like, Uncle Gary, be pissed off, y'all. <laughs> like, could you not? Uh, so that's one story I've I've always loved. Yeah, and, and I want to say that I've heard about Market Street being haunted. The f- yes. first show I ever played in Gainesville was at Market Street Pub yeah. way back when. Yeah, and. Uh, I want to say I've heard about it, but uh, yeah, I just, not, I had not never, as in depth as what you. I had just me. I had never heard the actual name of the ghost, mm-hmm. and so Uncle Gary was something that came out, right? You know, during the time that I uh, learned and then performed at Market Street. That's why as a performer, yeah, it was. It's crazy. Market Street's a great venue. God, it's an amazing venue, and it could be amazing again. <sighs> but so much fun. Yeah. It, 
that's the dream. Okay. <laughs> so I, like my brain is just like, can I just get like a million dollars to just, oh, yeah. just sink into this? Street. Yeah, buy Market Street, kick those idiots out, and just restore it to its glory, and we could yeah. just have our own venue again. Damn yeah. it. Anyway, um, okay. So then I'm sure you know, being a paranormal investigator, about the ghost at the Hippodrome. Um. Again, I know that that I. I read a story about it somewhere, but okay. never heard much. The story about it. goes that the Hippodrome building uh, stands on land that used to be um, a post office, courthouse, right, hanging square really? for the town of Gainesville. Oh wow! No, I hadn't uh, heard now, it that far back. Okay, so here's okay. here's the story. Um, apparently, there is the ghost of a mother who haunts the basement and the hallways Ooh. of the Hippodrome. Um, calling out for her dead son, who apparently went on trial when it was a courthouse and was found guilty and hung in the same day. And that day she tried to make it to the courthouse with evidence proving his innocence and, oh, did, and didn't make she it. She didn't make it. Fuck. Yeah. So she died of a broken heart, apparently, or whatever. And so you can feel her presence and hear her voice in some areas of... Uh, the Hippodrome, particularly the basement, because the basement is where the jail was. Mm. And so she's down there looking for her son Gosh. to free him. Yeah, it's... I, I'm a believer, man. I, yeah. I, I am 100%. I mean, I, I've had some, some interesting experiences doing yeah. it. And, I'm yeah. also told that certain hallways of the Hippodrome, if you stand there too long um, at night, if you're closing up the, the theater at night after a show or something, mm -hmm. that you feel intense sadness. Like, you feel like you're going to fall down on the floor and start crying. Right. And I am told that's her. Yeah. The, her sadness and her loss of her son infecting the living. Oh. I had actually heard a little bit of that, not to that depth of detail, but uh, I used to work for one of the local news stations in town, and one of our October stories we did about the Hippodrome being haunted, and some other haunted locations, but I remember the Hippodrome. Yeah, we don't have as many ghosts here as I would like. I mean, right. I, would, I want some more creepy ghost shit. We really don't for the age of some of the buildings yeah. here. Yeah, we, we lost don't. the the one over there that was the old purple porpoise. Oh yeah, that was one. That was the, one. Um, I remember was, those stories. It was, a, it was a hotel. Yep. And the girl was murdered in the bathroom upstairs. Yep. I believe it was. I've heard that story. I used to play that when it was a club. When it was the the blowhole inside the purple porpoise <laughs> was the. <clears throat> that was the name of the that's club. That's some history. <laughs> yeah. And I knew, you know, playing the playing the club, we could go upstairs. They had a green room area where the girl was murdered and all that stuff. And I asked the bouncer about it one night, and, and this guy was huge. He was terrifying looking. He was just massive. And he said, yeah, you can go up there. I'm, I'm not going. He said, it's, it's scary. <laughs> Have fun. I'm like, bro, you got to be kidding me. I, you know, it was it was a it was a very heavy sort of vibe. I like I like scary stuff, but she could tell you I I could sometimes be the biggest baby. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I we went to Halloween Horror Nights oh god, two years she, ago. She's gonna bring this shit up. Oh I knew it. I'm gonna take god. a drink while she does this. <laughs> so she Do had, tell. she had never been to Halloween Horror Nights. And never. I, prior to that year, that um, year was the first year I missed in like 14. That was the one where Stranger Things. <clears throat> I'm yep. trying to remember the other big trick or treat. Trick-or-treat, I remember that one. They had a Ghostbusters thing there, too. Had, that was last year. They had an infected drive-in movie, like, zombie thing. Yes, because the, the, the drive-in theater one was one of our favorites, I remember. Yeah. So, usually... Oh, well, I guess I did go to that one. Anyway, sorry. It was from two years ago, not last year. Yeah. Um, last year, I went with my partner. Last year, I, we took off. So, uh, when we went, 
Um, she had never been. I don't think you'd been to a haunted thing before, really, like with haunted. Not, not to that level. I okay. have, I've gone to haunts before, like haunted trails or whatever, but I never to that scale. Yeah. So, I was really excited to go. Yeah. So usually whenever I go to those things... Um, as much as I love being scared, I'm usually too scared to be the first person. Like usually I'm like, no, 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 no. Someone else go first. Like, I don't want to be the first person in the group. And this was one of the moments, um, where that got reversed because she was like, absolutely (laughs) not. Am I ever going first? No way. No how. I was the biggest fucking baby. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite moment. And I can't remember. It may have been the stranger things house or it may have been another one, but we, (laughs) I was in front. And she is hugging on me like a spider monkey. Like she is literally just arms around my chest. I hate head you. Head is right here. <laughs> and like we were I, both. I hate her. We're divorcing. That's it. <laughs> Divorce. I know exactly what you're saying right yep. now. I, I, I mean, I, 100%. I, I did it last year to my partner when we went. So and my, the thing my is, my wife does the same thing. <laughs> and the thing is, is when they see that, the actors see that, they know who to go after. She's a badass. My wife. She she is. Make no mistake. She's a badass. Mm-hmm. But when you go, when you get her one of those haunted houses. Oh, she's holding on to me and pushing mm-hmm. me forward. Well, what I do is I walk through and I go, get this one right here. Right no, here. they oh, no. I was going to say, and they, they usually will. don't have to point. Oh, no. they pick it up every time. And uh, I always Absolutely. thank them. So, which ha- so which, what house was so, I? Uh, so, I want to say <clears throat> it was the Stranger Things house. It was the, one of the first, two, one maybe the not the first one, but maybe like the second one we went in. Okay. And uh, she's hugging behind me. Um, there was a point where I like we saw something, we got scared, we screamed, and I kind of froze just for a second. She did not think I was going fast enough. So what she did is she basically kind of scooped my feet on top of her feet and just like walked us faster. <laughs> and it was like that moment like when you have like a little kid's feet right. on your feet and you're like dancing with them. It was that, but not consensual. <laughs> it was just like, oh, we're going faster now. <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest baby when it comes to that. Like I like horror movies, but jump scares just fuck me up yeah. so I I'll even go to horror movies and be like okay okay it's coming it's coming oh my god like the, it's yeah the so story, I'm like you can it's really weird you can slice people open in front of me I don't give a shit but the minute it's like jump scare I'm like, <laughs> like story I, I always love to tell is the first year my wife and I were together we went and we, we're going through a house and and, and it I, it was very predictable, you know. This is this is a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, insert monster here. Yeah, I was yeah, and I was sort of like, oh, here it comes, and and so we uh, <clears throat> we walked out, and um, we're just just casually strolling. This is when they used to have characters everywhere, not just in little zones. Like mm-hmm. they were all over the place. You never knew when something might jump out at you. And uh, she says, uh, you know, when you point them out. It sort of loses. It sort of takes some of the some of the scare. And then I looked down, and my hand was empty, and the scrunchie that she had had in her hand was in my hand, and she was gone. <laughs> and I look forward, and she's like twenty feet ahead of me. See, I'm always worried I'm going to punch those people. I look, <laughs> I look to like, my bah. right, and there's one of those like double decker on stilt scarecrow things that had appeared out of the trees and scared the piss out of her she took off and bailed and i was just like thanks man i appreciate it thanks for helping me drive the point home i had that moment last year um in the do you remember the haunted house that was about like the yetis no all right 
This no, one, no. it was, it was probably there more. There were yetis. Of, there was what? a yeti house. Yeah, it was a house that was about How are like yeti scary. Wait a minute. Well, okay, and and honestly, I think they were going for camp, but like they had such good surprises. Like okay, it was not like based off of any yeah. IPs or anything. I'll, I'll forgive it this, but I'm back here like yetis. <laughs> so um, it's what? basically the story is like these guys went to a cabin to hunt down yetis, and then the yetis come and tear them to pieces, and that was oh, pretty much okay. it. Okay, I'm right. on board. Uh, so okay. I'd so, watch that. Yeah, yeah, and and so we're. We just started going in there, and what Halloween Horror Nights loves to do is they'll have someone like right here, and you're looking at them right there, but the scare happens here mm-hmm. um, on polar opposites. Basically, a little switch, uh, bait and bait switch. Bait and switch. Yeah. So they got me. I, I was looking at the thing that was right here, and then this Yeti just comes out, and it's like this loud roar and like oh. this, this horrible sound. And my boyfriend's behind me. He had never been before. And as soon as that first scare happens, I just like a bit a, a, an Edith shaped cloud was just there and I was gone. And he's he told me that the Yeti guy kind of looked at him and just kind of shrugs. <laughs> and then when I finally realized, like, I went ahead, like, even past the next scare without him. And then I turn around. He's not there. And I see him. He's like looking at fine details of like the next scene. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And I like grab him by the wrist and I just like pull. And he's like, I just was looking at the details. I'm like, good, get out of here. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, I, I'm having a good time with that. It's like part of the fun is the scare. Yeah. It's just also like that fight or flight kind of yeah. takes over. And it's like, I can't even reason with myself. Like, of course, that's a costume person. One of the coolest things that I ever saw them do was I think the first year they did a Walking Dead house mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. where, where, you, where you'd walk out and there was like a bunch of chain link fences and there was just tons of walkers nice. up against the chain link fences just pawing at you. It was so Let me tell you something. intense if I could and so be, real. Yeah, yeah, if I could be crazy. on that creative team for one year of it, oh, I would man. lose my <clears throat> shit. Like, yeah. so, they're so smart and they're it's so amazing. good about ha- developing the way that the houses are done yeah. and, and the scares oh and my God. the props. But the same house, the Yeti house, there was, I want to say like the third or fourth scare in, there's like this hunter guy who comes out and he he is sort of stumbling around. He's obviously like in the throes of dying. And this Yeti comes up behind him. And I don't know how they did it, but he reaches his arm through the guy. Nice. And I was and I think later I kind of pieced together how they did it. But in the moment, it's just like, oh, my God, I wasn't expecting an arm through the chest of another guy. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like that. Some of the shit they did. I was just like, this is money. These do people think... have money. You know, what I could do with this kind of money. I think they got to start limiting it a little bit more, though. Like, not letting as many people in. Oh, I know. Because it used to be a lot cooler when it was not as many people. And now it's just packed. Now you got to spend, like, double the the ticket to get the fast pass. Because when we went, I was like, we cannot go. You saw how crowded it was. Oh, yeah, it was insane. I was like, if we did not get the fast passes, like, we would have only made it to maybe two houses the whole night. My buddy Joe and his wife, they go every year and they start. The second they can walk in the place, they they just immediately go to a house and start going through, going right. through, going through, going. They manage to pretty much get through everyone that they want to go through, but they, I mean, it's like work. It's like, man, I want to go and just You're have exhausted. a drink and relax yeah. and I like take my time. You know, I don't want to be it was racing though, from house to house. If we if we went through them quick enough, you know, I was like I. 
was still spider monkeying her like every <laughs> house, but it wasn't as intense in certain yeah. houses as it was in others because I was like into the story. I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh, this mm-hmm. is cool. Like that part. I'm a fan of the of the classic one, like the, like the Draculas, and then of course you know the cinema classics. They had like one the, the Michael we Myers. Went that I was like those. fairy tales. Like it was like fucked I remember up fairy that tales. because yeah. I remember we saw this woman who was um she was like the wicked witch. Oh yeah, fractured story. fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep. yes. yep. really good. I remember so, that one. So right when we walked in, there was like a wo- there was a wo- woman who was the witch, mm-hmm. um, like on a harness, and she's just gliding over you, like yeah. she's just. Fl- and yeah. we both look at her, up at her, and we're like, "Yes, bitch!" Yeah. We're like, "Yes, queen!" <laughs> How do you him. get that job? Like, yeah, that's right. a cool job. <laughs> so okay, so I got one more ghost story here. All right, right. so uh, apparently there's a whole mythos around the Devil's Mill Hopper. Oh, that's just down the street. Yeah. You have my attention. Okay. That's my backyard. So apparently um, the story about the Devil's Mill Hopper surrounds uh, the first Americans who used to live in this area, the Native Americans who mm-hmm. used to live in this area. And I forget what tribe it was. It begins with a T, Timuka, Timok, I'm going to murder it, so I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to mess it up. Timekuan or something? Something like that. So it's one of the tribes that used to occupy this territory. Yeah. The apparently the story goes that the devil himself um, used to walk the earth mm-hmm. alongside humanity and fell in love with a very particular princess of a tribe, like a the chief's daughter, mm-hmm. and wanted her for his own. Like it's very Hades Persephone kind mm-hmm. of thing. And of course, the chief was like, "No, you're the devil. Absolutely not. You're not taking the fuck not. Yeah, like <laughs> I'll fuck around and find out." So uh, the chief basically said, "Nah." So the devil got so mad that he couldn't have this woman that he stole her and pulled her to hell. And that's why there's this hole that is the devil's millhopper because that's the hole that he pulled the princess down. And supposedly all they found of her was like some feathers and some bones and something, some kind of necklace or something. I have to, I didn't look up the entire story. I just got enough to kind of get the idea. Um, but that's why it's called the Devil's Millhopper because he is at the bottom. That's a wild story. Yeah, because he's at the bottom. If you go down far enough, you know. I mean, when you, you really can find the, the entry to hell. So I'm like, right. Gainesville is basically sitting on a <laughs> hell mouth. Is what you're telling me. So that's probably why I'm here. Because and, and when you and you know, it's crazy though too because when you really think about it and you really rationalize it out, it's. It's very easy to see where they may have come up with that. You know, I mean, maybe the sinkhole gave way. Maybe that princess fell through and you never know. Died, like it's, or maybe it's, they found her down there. Like yeah, it's a really how things are. There's another ghost like in town, and um, I can't remember the ghost's name, but it's a it's a female ghost um, that exists at the Across Town Repertory Theater. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and she is she's a pissy bitch, man. She, really? she yeah, she does. She likes things done. Like she's even pissier than Uncle Gary. If you don't do things in a certain way in that theater, she will mess with your. I should have been hanging out with you. You got all the she, good stories. Let me tell you. Uh, she's you a know, good story. You know where all the good Thank ghosts you. are. Uh, she, she. I used to work at that theater a little bit as the costume mistress and on also like on the just the crew. Yeah. And um, we, at the time that I was there, I was there about three years. Like literally, never left that theater dark because mm-hmm. the 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 mythos in the in the theater community is that you always leave a light on. Um, they call it the ghost light. Yep. You leave a light on for all the spirits in the theater. Gosh, I, like, you know what's so funny? I I one thousand percent 
forgot all about the ghost light. Yeah. So I, I was the one they were who used nice to turn where, it on. Yeah, they were nice where I was told to turn everything off. That's you so know, funny. blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, but she's gonna get mad. You're not believing. And we come in the next day, and all the light settings that were set for the show <laughs> destroyed, like down to zero. Like oh, you have to start sucks. all over again. Um, two costumes were missing. Uh, the back door was open. Like it was just havoc, you know, enough to be annoying. And so I would literally stand in the middle of the theater on this, whatever stage was constructed and just say, knock it off. Mm -hmm. Stop do it. Okay. We'll leave the light on tonight, but you got to stop doing this. And literally 10 minutes later after I'd say that the lights would be fine and the door would shut and everyone just would look at me like, (laughs) Bitch, who are you talking to? Like, what the fuck? I got a, so. I got a funny. Uh, well, it's not funny at all. It was a terrible ghost story, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> back in. Are you gonna cry? Because that would make pr- me happy. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. In my uh, early twenties, I was probably twenty one, twenty two. Um, I was spending the night at my girlfriend's house, and uh, her and her roommates, for whatever reason, heard that their apartment was haunted. It was one of those, you know, four bedrooms, you know, mm-hmm. each person has their own bedroom, bathroom kind of thing. And uh, I was Is there a there. dude with a hook in this story? No, no, okay. no. I'm like, I'm ready for that story. No, I was the only guy out of the out of the four girls that were there. I was the only guy that was spending the night there with any regularity. And I, I said, guys, relax. Ghosts don't exist. Now, I believe ghosts exist and I always have, but... I, th- I thought, you know, let me just let me just calm everybody's fears here. Like, ghost don't exist. Calm down. It's it's fine. Whatever you've heard, I'm sure there's a logical explanation for it. That night, sleeping, and I wake up with this excruciating pain in the side of my head. There's a shelf that I had placed, I put up above the bed, um, and there was a picture frame on the shelf. Luckily, I was sleeping on the side of my head. This picture frame slid off the shelf about an inch forward and spun down, and the corner of it hit me in the ear, filling my ear with blood oh, all Jesus. down the side of my face. Good Lord. Oh, my God. And uh, I woke up in pain. My hand went to my ear. I see the blood. I'm like, what the fuck? God damn it. And I walk out there. I go, I believe in ghosts. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and I went back to bed, and I never had another problem. But, but that picture I, frame, know, like you could see the dust where the frame right. was. I believe weird. in energy. I believe that there's energy in yeah. places that people don't really know origins of or yeah. that understand. And so sometimes you just have to play to the energy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, things can go really fucking awry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done the whole, like, I've done the Ouija boards and then the cemetery and, like, all that shit when I was a kid yeah. because I always felt the darker side of things were always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was a weirdo from the fucking jump. <laughs> I mean, uh, same. Yeah. You're, you're in good company. Where yeah, I think I, I think we have all, uh, we've all yeah. subscribed to similar ideals in yeah. that regard. But I do believe in respecting energy. Like, yeah. if, you, if you sense an energy or you sense a presence in an area, then it's, you know, as the living so to speak mm-hmm. uh you know you, you kind of have to figure out what the energy is there to do um most energies in my perspective will respect the living as long as the living is respectful to them like if it, there's a yeah. respect yeah. to the what's going on most of the time it's not going to be a thing it's yeah. not going to be an issue it's not going to be you know bullshit um and but if you come in like ghosts are bullshit, la la la, I'm just like, well, okay, don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's bad news. I, I've had some experiences that have definitely, I mean, and I'm definitely 
uh, like all into all the spooky things and I want to mm-hmm. believe in all the things and there are some things from my childhood that I still to this day like can't explain yeah um I my very first like best friend first person that we were like sleeping over at each other's house every other weekend mm-hmm. I think it was like my second time I'm like in the first or second grade at this point my second time sleeping over at her place and suddenly she's telling me the story about these two boys who haunt her house and they they had uh, this is in Tampa um, where I'm originally from and I know uh, they had a swimming pool and they said that there were these two boys who um, many like at least a few decades prior had drowned in the pool just total accident mm-hmm. um, and they the mother is even confirming this with with her daughter they're both saying like yeah sometimes we hear running up and down the stairs like two boys are like or two people are racing up and down oh, or sometimes electronics turn off and on on their own and of course I'm a very impressionable young child so right. I'm like oh my god they're gonna come and get me <laughs> and and it might not have been that exact night but definitely among the pattern of us sleeping over back and forth one time I definitely saw things that to this day I'm like I don't know yeah. how that happened. Like they had a stereo that I, whenever I, I knew the mother was waking up and like making us breakfast, she always like turned on the stereo. One day the stereo turned on and I was like, okay, so she's awake. And I go to get up, no one's out. And the parents slept like upstairs and we were sleeping like in the living room, which was downstairs. So I actually like went up the stairs and would kind of like check their door to see like, oh, maybe, maybe she came down and went right back up. They locked their door. And so the door was locked and I could hear that they were snoring. So I was just like, okay, that happened. And another time I heard the racing up and down the stairs. Like I actually, I'd woken up like in a fright when I heard it. Cause I was like, oh my God, is like the house on fire. Like someone's running. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, we slept downstairs so you could hear it. And I definitely got up and was like, what is, okay, no one's here. I'm the only one awake. Um, I'm going to go back downstairs and hide. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the weirdest part about investigating the paranormal is we all want to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. But when you have an experience of any sort, it's very like, oh, shit. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It really it punches you in the gut, you know. You realize that there's other <clears throat> levels of existence other yeah. than your own. It's just like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, okay. I, you know, the only time I've ever had an intense paranormal experience, honestly, is in St. Augustine. And St. Augustine. They've got some great spots up there. St. Augustine is one of the haunted, most haunted cities in America. America. It's the oldest city in America. Yeah, so so they they got some stuff. Uh, Next is Savannah. Savannah's pretty. Savannah and St. Augustine, I feel like, are on like a similar. um, Yeah. Like when the ghost vacation, they go to St. Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. They're done, they go back to Savannah. I've never been to Savannah, but I. You need to go to Savannah. Beautiful. And I also would love to investigate. Look at my face. Go to Savannah. Yeah. There's actually. There there is a house in Savannah, and I don't know now in now that we're in covid times um but when i i went to college in savannah mm-hmm. and there was actually a building savannah college of art and design mm-hmm. yeah I, my uh, i had a friend of mine who went there yeah it's it was a good city um definitely touristy like i enjoy it much more now that i'm no longer in college yeah but um there was a, a house that i live i actually lived between um the house where the midnight in the garden of good and evil is all about Mm-hmm. I lived like one block away from that. I walked past it every day. And tell me, tell me about the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. What is that? That one, uh, it was a book that they turned into a movie, um, and it was about. Um, mm, for the life of me, I can't remember the guy who owned the home. Oh, Jim, uh, Jim, Jim uh, something. Mercer. It Mercer, was uh, yeah. last name was Mercer. It was the Mercer house, and he basically, I want to say it was like seventies, uh, sixties, sometime. Not like too long ago, but mm-hmm. long enough ago. I should read this book. 
Um, where I've very, heard it. It's very good. It's very good. And so this guy who was rich beyond compare in the town of Savannah had this beautiful mansion. The mansion is still sitting there. And he had a love affair with somebody who worked around the house. And... Oh. <laughs> Nothing, I'm just okay. forward. Okay, sorry. I was, <laughs> like I'm, I'm waiting like, in anticipation. I'm, I'm like, tell the story. <laughs> so he had a love affair with um, uh, someone of the same sex. And then the turns into like this heated argument at one point, And uh, the person who worked on the house gets murdered. And then there's this long trial. And Mercer is found... I guess either innocent or or basically he's not convicted yeah. of the murder and then later he ends up dying in the exact same room that the guy was murdered in and so the hey. and and there is a story like the the legend i've actually gone on a ghost tour of savannah when i lived there mm-hmm. um i've gone on several ghost those tours are fun there's so much fun. those are fun i did the ghost one in st augustine in, let me tell you the ghost tours in savannah kick ass yes. oh yeah the, I've been I, on ghost tours in St. Augustine. They're all right. Like if you get yeah. a good tour guide, it fucking mm-hmm. rocks. But well, if you don't, it's like okay. This the is one not. that I did in Savannah was a uh, ghost pub tour. So basically, because in yeah. Savannah it's open oh, container yeah. law, so you can take a drink from one bar and See, walk to the next those one. People got it figured out, right? And so, uh, but so they, we were talking about the Mercer House, and we're standing in front of it, and I was taking pictures after pictures. They say that the story is that they are still fighting with each other still to this day. And when I was taking all these pictures, I saw these two orbs, and they're literally going in circles right in front of the room where both of them died. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, um, I think it was in St. Augustine, there's a, a bar can't remember what it's called but i was on a tour ghost tour mm-hmm. it was a pretty good it was actually a decent ghost tour we got to ride around the hearse it was great mm-hmm. oh those are fun oh, those are so much fun <laughs> so we're in this bar and the, apparently the haunted part of the bar is the woman's bathroom and apparently the bar used to be some kind of uh halfway house or some kind of home for indigent folks and this woman uh apparently died in the bathroom uh because her ex-lover came and killed her so we go in the bathroom you know with our little meters because they do the whole meter thing where oh, you can awesome. oh my god it was really well done i, will, I got I, those in in there if you want to <laughs> don't tempt me don't tempt me <laughs> we will like go around this house like well well okay so i was in the bathroom and these other girls were with me like they're dancing here and they started whining and they left and i'm standing there and i'm waiting because you know ghost you have to be patient if we're gonna ghost hunt like yeah. yes so i'm sitting here and i'm waiting don't be in a hurry and <laughs> let me tell you something the lights went out and i felt cold on the back of my head and my neck and my back and i my meter went i was like i'm out so like (laughs) boom left the bathroom ran downstairs to the dude i was seeing at the time and i was like we need to leave now we need to leave we need to leave look at my face we need to leave and he's like good god are you all right and the tour guide's like showed up didn't she i was like she was mad (laughs) I think she was pissed off at the girls who said there's nothing here and decided to take it out on me. And he's like, well, what happened? And I was like, the lights went off and it was cold. And all of a sudden I was a big baby. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm mad. If she's really mad, she would have locked the door. And I was like, oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, no. <laughs> so I think that, that was the last stop on the tour anyway. So I just grabbed the dude's hand. I'm like, let's get out of here because I, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, I, I the pissed off ghost following me. Like, I can't do this. I used to like to take people out to this uh, jail that I would investigate from time to time in Green Cove Springs. Oh, okay. And it's an awesome place. And uh, I took some some uh, first-time investigators out there. Nice. And there's a maximum security wing 
in the uh, in the jail. And when we had taped all the cords and all that stuff, all the cameras, uh, apparently we didn't tape it securely enough. And pitch black, two in the morning, and I'm up there in death row. Oh God! And uh, I'm I'm walking into one of the last cells on the very end, and there was a uh, there was a train tracks at the end of at the end of the jail. And so anytime cars would go over that uh, track, it would it would project the headlights upwards. Oh, nice. And they would flash into the jail. And so this happened. At the same time, some of the tape gave way and made this weird ripping sound in the lights. And I feel something fall. And I, what the fuck? And I stepped <laughs> backwards. And there's like, there's a block where the shower used to be and I tripped and fell into the shower and the people that came with me I heard the last thing I heard the girl scream was oh god no and ran as fast as she could out of death row and it was just because the lights from the train tracks the tape yeah. ripped the wire fell sometimes it's just timed like just that timed sometimes perfectly. you're like did i just see what i what the fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was terrible not one of my finer moments well but. devil's night's supposed to be a really hopping night for spirits um we'll see now it's because it's the most playful night for them other than actual halloween yeah on the 31st i was born in flint michigan oh, okay. okay so devil's night in that area flint and detroit they, I mean, it's notorious because they set fire to the city yes. every year yeah. up there. You yeah. know, it's crazy, and it's it's unlike any any place I've ever seen. So yeah, Devil's Night has always held a special place in my heart. Yeah, and I, I know that a lot of folks in Gainesville are missing the fest. Yeah, because like, yeah. you know, Halloween weekend was usually the big punk rock festival, and yeah, there are a lot of broken hearts over that, and a bunch of just a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot for adults yeah. to do that weekend i mean there's a few events that i've seen in town but like not many so if i can bring a little bit of you know creepy kooky joy yeah to gainesville on october 30th friday night uh 9 p.m hardback cafe devil's night dreams hosted by vita devoid featuring edith meowt devoros jador lagore uh Cara monoxide and red rum from chicago um, Red Rum from Chicago is actually broadcasting in for this show. Mm-hmm. She is uh, her tagline is the Lon Chaney of burlesque. This woman, I'm very intrigued. Dis- you should look at her Instagram. She disappears into her characters. You cannot tell her face mm-hmm. or That's her. Amazing. She is. She is next to a few folks I talked about last time I was with you guys. She is the epitome of horror burlesque like yeah. that's, that's literally all she does is horror burlesque every single act is horror and it's beautiful to look at like stunningly put together and i'm so fucking excited to see what she brings yeah. to the stage for us um because it was very it's halloween you know october is her height like she even now during covid she's like hella booked yeah well october um this is like the beginning of what i like to call the like super bowl season for most uh, yes. burlesque because it's not only just like halloween kind of kicks us off into the holidays mm-hmm. and then like 
you know, then we get from now until Valentine's Day. Yeah, Yeah. from now until Valentine's Day, it's just like usually. I mean, January, I think there's kind of like a little bit of a dip, but not by much. And then, yeah, Valentine's Day, then back into St. Patrick's Day. And yeah, it's it, this is this is our our usually our season where it's like back to back to back to back to back to back. Usually back. every weekend, yeah, yeah, really? is is booked with shows, doing all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm. How far are we from getting back to that? Do you have any idea? Oh hmm. my God, I'm not a scientist. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, as far as like, have you have you? talk to club owners oh uh, as far as that you know here's the thing until there is a vaccine Mm -hmm. i'm i'm very the 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 hardback reached out to me when um excuse me i call him to kill us desantis to kill us (laughs) uh said open back up who gives Mm -hmm. a fuck you know whatever save the economy um and i fervently said i'm keeping the plan we have because right. I will and he you know I understand his desperation for bodies and money and I and I'm not about to sit here and act all high above it because I want this a venue to survive but I would also like my performers to not I feel like a lot of club owners have taken yeah. that similar stance so, yeah and it's hard know. like there's a few in town who have really tried to stick to mandates yeah. that are no longer in place yeah. to keep their employees safe to keep performers or whoever coming in safe um, to keep the, attendees safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, that's also a little bring yourself up to a fucking lawsuit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody comes to one of your shows oh, and yeah. gets fucking sick, then you've got to, and you didn't take precautions. Right. Or at least try to mandate precautions. Mm-hmm. Like, if they take off their mask and they get sick and you mandated precautions from the jump, then there's not a lot they can really yeah, say about that. Yeah, you have to at least try just a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm having a live show is because of the unique nature of the way the hardback has set up their venue, mm-hmm. because I feel that that's okay, that that's safe enough. And you know, all my performers who are going to be there live and in person have the choice of either not performing or wearing a mask. Because if they came in with a face shield, I wouldn't say anything about it Yeah. because you know what, if you're doing what you need to do to feel safe, well, there's what, probably a good way of, Incorporating it into costumes and stuff. Drag like queens that do it. Too. We have we you the know. UCs you know open back up and decided yeah. they're just going to do whatever they're going to do. And mm-hmm. you know I understand that people have to work. We yeah. do have some full time performers here in town who you know if they don't work they don't eat. So I mm-hmm. get it. Uh, but they wear face masks and they wear masks and you know they they do what they face shields. Excuse me. They need they do what they need to do. Yeah. To to care of themselves and to take care of the patrons who have been so loyal to come back. Right. You know it's. I'm going for Sinister Sunday on Sunday to, like I said, to celebrate Jador's birthday and to, you know, hand out flyers and be like, woohoo show. Um, I'm going to be wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. You know, and I will probably also wear gloves because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the level of anything is anywhere. And this is not just at the UC. It's yeah. it's everywhere. So in order to keep myself safe, I will keep to the process that I do when I go out, which, you know, I have a, a fairly strict decontamination process when I get home. Mm-hmm from work or when I get home from going out like going out now is like a military strategy it's like okay (laughs) I know I'm gonna do all this shit when I get home so let me make sure I cram in all the stops I'm gonna make before I walk back through that door and go out again because I can only take so many showers before my skin just goes no yes please yeah I just don't go anywhere anymore (laughs) yeah yeah I I, I mean I go to the store and stuff like that hermiting is an option Um, I do hermit a lot more than you think but 
for my job, I have to go. Like, there's, yeah. I, you know. Well, that's why, I, that's why I have the porch, you know, because I just let people yes, come here and, and hang is, out. And it is lovely. Isn't it, though? It is lovely. I here. love this. <laughs> this, is, this is really It's nice. a good vibe. We added the colored lights. Yeah, I like dartboard. it a lot. Yeah. You guys, Gorgeous. like, spruced it up We're out jazzing here. it up a little bit, little by little, yeah. little by little. So, yeah. So, well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um after this show purple nightshade kind of goes we go in back in the crypt as i say and i just kind of stop yeah because i usually usually what's happening a typical year would be i'm doing this and i'm gigging and you know yeah. like i'm out of town on the weekends doing things and you know promoting this show or promoting the show i'm in or burr, 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 burr. so by the time october comes i'm literally exhausted mm-hmm. like i'm so exhausted i don't know i'm exhausted yeah usually august and september are like Dude. this sort of like <laughs> i, I, I think usually our you and i follow very similar we tend to apply for the same shows or like if i see something i'll be like hey have you seen this and like we get hell excited if we both get booked for yeah. it. we're like road trip road trip i mean i've also gone on trips with you where you're just booked and i'm like yeah. i just want to get out of town and like meet people and stuff yeah. yeah and so usually our busiest months usually tend to be may august and then like a little bit september mm. leading into october august can be inst- i remember one august where i was never fucking home <laughs> yep like i monday through thursday i was working wow. and then friday through sunday was gone yep i was in north carolina i was in savannah oh. i was in Bredir- Bredir- I last was year insane. we were last year we were in north carolina twice two yeah. different cities one weekend apart from each other oh. it was nuts yeah it was it, happy nuts yeah nuts. it was so much fun but yeah it's insanity yeah, it's like a happy exhaustion yes you know? and so usually by the time i would hit october and i would be like woohoo halloween woohoo this woohoo that uh, by the time our Halloween show came which is like our zenith show like yeah. you know this is where we gained the most yeah. power is fucking Halloween right after that I'd be like no one talked to me for like three weeks <laughs> I don't want to talk burlesque I don't want to talk to you you're in a show awesome like I would just become the most docile person like I don't care uh, it's because I want to sleep but yeah. now that the show is you know it's going to be good and tickets are selling and we're really excited um, I had another interview today. I had an interview this morning uh, awesome. with the alligator, which was really awesome. They're going to actually interview my performers because they're very excited that anybody's doing anything for Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and we're happy to provide that kind of entertainment. Um, but yeah, I'm probably going to be like, okay, I'm a woosaw <laughs> for about a week. Time to relax a little let bit. Let me just. Rejuvenate, all right. Yeah. And then think about what I'm going to do. Uh, with Purple Nightshade for the next season because I have a very odd way of casting um, it's 50-50 50% is usually precast. yeah and the way I precast is like I said I have three people that I consider to be headliners because every time I book them you know people flock right and you know whatever uh, so what I do is once our season is developed like once we develop the five four or five shows we're going to do that year I usually quietly email or quietly message those three first mm-hmm. and say, here's our roster for the next year. Are there any themes that appeal to you? And they'll go through it and be like, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one. And I'll put their names down on those shows. So when it's time to book those shows and I get the dates, I'll be like, hey, remember you said you want to do this show? Here's the date, here's the place. Are you still interested? So you come up with a theme for the show yes. and then you reach out to The best way to, to handle okay. doing horror year round is to sit down after Halloween is over. And so it's like the first week of November um, after I sleep for yeah. about four days. Uh, and so I, Freddie and I will sit down and go, okay, 
what ideas do we have for next year? What are we keeping? What are we ditching? What are we going to bring something back? Like, blah, blah, blah. So, for do example. Do you do any shows in, like, December? Like, Christmas-themed, like, horror? I was going to do. Krampus. Uh, yeah, stuff is I a was. a big thing nowadays. I don't. Here's the thing. I like Christmas. I enjoy Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, you know, put up a Yule tree and do all that things. So. Yeah. I like Christmas for the energy it brings and the, you know, the, the cutesy going to see lights shit and cold and all that. Um, but it's not my jam. Yeah. I really, there's a lot of opportunity to do a holiday show with a horror theme and I have one in mind, but I haven't really taken that step yet because I'm in such a uh, hibernate mode. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like, Christmas! I mean, I like honestly. I like just about every single holiday because it's just like it's an excuse to be silly for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, she's usually like booking holiday shows and doing all kinds of stuff, and I'm like, woo, yay! Or we we plan to go to shows together that are holiday theme or whatever. Oh, but Uh, so they do have them then. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah! Are you kidding me? Yes, there's so many holiday (laughs) shows that pop off, and then of course New Year's Eve is like big shit. Yeah. You know, hiring a performer for New Year's Eve is like classy or whatever the fuck. So there's all kinds of stuff that happens and this depends on, you know, what you want to do or what you want to be a part of um, or, you know, who you want to pitch to. But I'm usually like, I don't want to do another show. Like I'm, yeah. I'm usually like with Freddie, I'm like, I don't want to, I have an idea for a show and he just looks at me like, I think it was last year. I was like, Hey, I think in December I want to do it. And he just looked right at me. He was like, no, <laughs> he does seem to uh, keep you grounded. a little He, bit, you know? let me tell you something. He and her partner is the same. Like, because occasionally we'll just be on like I'm going to make an act about blah 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 <laughs> and I'm going to build this and add this to it and I need to go get like all these rhinestones and I need to go we have bleh, bleh, bleh. to have someone that's like and then they're just like look at my face we have right? to have like, lights no how do you think that's going to happen I don't like, think it's yeah. going to you have 48 hours what are you even talking about I'm like 48 hours whatever it's you like, don't know it's me fine i just don't have to sleep or eat or shower and then i'll get this done that's it <laughs> like that's I, it. freddie that's has it. freddie has come into the costume room and literally taken scissors out of my hand <laughs> and like pick me up and he's like go to sleep yeah please please to sleep i understand this needs to be done but you will not finish it correctly if you don't slip or please stop talking to these people it's like x amount but the passion of artistry man yeah he's it's, you have it's to a be motivating you have force. to be a oh, special absolutely. personality to to date a performer full-time absolutely like i i'm the type where i don't want to stop working on something until it's done yeah like i i she so, is She's honestly like focused on, honestly it's almost like an addiction yeah. like i'm not addicted to anything in this world but i am addicted to like i started this thing I don't want to stop until yep. it is done. I'm the and same way. When my when my wife and I got together, she knew that you know I, I work with tools and you know woodwork and build stuff and you know all that jazz. Her dad very much the same thing. You know when she was a kid and um, we'd always joke. There's out of, out at her mom's house. There's these posts that he put up. They're just just posts. They're they're attached to nothing. So we'd tease you know about unfinished projects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. When we got together, she was like, oh, shit. This guy's going to be just <laughs> like my father. So she's thrilled that I'm very much the same way. When I start a project, it's like, oh, no, i got to build this fucking toy box. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get like that. <sighs> I work in shifts. Yeah. Like I, I'm a that's big, the smart thing to do. But that, that is the smart. That's the reasonable thing to do. <laughs> do you see me? I By don't have reason. reason. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like She'll walk through the haunted house with jump scares and be like, oh, okay, that's scary. And I was like, <laughs> You know, but I'm just like, okay, let's reasonably figure out a costume. And she's like, four in the morning, I need more stones. Do you have more purple? I'm like, it's four in the morning. 
Yes, but I need rhinestones now. You have another three days. Now, this is the time I have. Okay. <laughs> put, so, the, uh, put the wax pencil down. So where? So now, is, is there any websites or anything that people can go to for oh, more information? Yeah. Tell me all about that. Mm. Purple Nightshade's all one word, lowercase. And, and on Facebook? On like Facebook, that? Purple Nightshade Productions. On Instagram, Purple Nightshade Productions. Or Purple Nightshade 2017 is our tag. So uh, feel free to go... Um, our Twitter, I figured out what our Twitter is. It's really strange. Like I have been using some of this down pandemic time to like work on social media. <laughs> and somehow you figured out Twitter. I don't know I what the fuck I did to figure out Twitter. I just Twitter. hashtag the shit out of everything. It's I not even, it's, no, it's not even, like I don't. Is even, there more to it? I don't hashtag <sighs> every post. Here's the thing. I don't, every tweet is not hashtag. Right. Um, I actually, I'm a nerd. So I will take a class on how to do something. So mm-hmm. I actually took a class on how to manage basics of Twitter when especially if you're a company looking to market yourself mm-hmm. there's a very specific way you got to manage Twitter rather than just being a user who just Sounds talks like you're shit take this class let me tell you i went from having 87 followers to like 400 hmm. in 2 weeks <sighs> I said, son of a bitch, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and you did it like all naturally too. Like you you didn't yeah. do anything like, no. like there's some people where they'll they'll kind of have like uh, like things where you like like posts or whatever, like yeah. like ever like or for Instagram yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You just naturally got those people. I don't know how like, the fuck I did it, but I did it and I'm still doing it because yeah. our some of our online ticket sales have come from Twitter. Right. Like I figured that out and I was like, oh shit, let me just keep posting shit. So I... Um, I'm happy about that and I wanted to keep growing and I, you know, I'd love to get to a thousand followers on Twitter and, you know, yeah. just start being retweeted by people, which we are now starting to be retweeted by people. Um, here's the other thing and I'm going to pump her up again. Usually if I post a picture of her in one of her like costumes, it's like there's a particular picture I'm using right now. It's a beautiful picture taken by Justin Drain photography in Jacksonville with the spider one where you're the red wig and yes. you, were the, you were like the witch who was doing the thing. Um, and it's a glorious picture and it's extremely flattering and I put it up on Twitter and it was like retweeted like seven times already I was just like holy shit am I okay <laughs> am I am I getting popular on Twitter and I'm not I even mean, on there right like you might want to make an account who Edith. are you people like seriously you probably need to make an account you're be Twitter talking. famous before you're even on Twitter that's incredible I mean that's yeah so it's it's really cool to watch something I learned actually work yeah which is, you know, also the way I am about costuming. I'm like, so when I build the firefly butt, if it works, I'm going to be so fucking happy and be like, it works. Look, everybody, it works. <laughs> um, so shit like that. Like, awesome. you know, I, so I make lists. I'm like, okay, here are the five things you need to get done. To un- then you can sleep. Mm-hmm. So I will chug, 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 chug my way through the five things and then go to sleep and then get up and do the next five things. And I, I try to do that because if I don't, I will obsess over one thing on the list and never get to the other four. And that's that's my problem. Like I will be like, no, finish this one thing. For, you are not allowed to put this down until it, and it just becomes stupid. So I, I also hate rhinestoning. So that's like the last thing on the list. It's like rhinestone one thing today because <laughs> I fucking hate See, it. See, and I love it. See, yeah, she would just sit there and rhinestone in her fucking sleep if she could manage it. God, if um, I could, if there was a second one of me. Oh my God! If you had a clone, I would. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just. I like, mean, I would start bedazzling like just everything in my house. My dog would be bedazzled. 
I'd be like, oh, here comes Chopper, and he's just glitter, glitter, glitter. Yeah. <laughs> now, Edith, Edith, do you have anything you want to shout out and let people know where to find you? Yeah, um, I have an Instagram. Uh, it's at Edith Me Out. Um, I also have a Facebook fan page that you can follow me on there. I tend to share most of my shows on both of those. Um, I also have a TikTok, but I haven't quite been as on yeah. it since. Uh, yeah, same here. I got think one wh- video. Well, working I think, on it. I think like when they were talking about banning it, I kind of started divorcing my love for it just a little bit. I was just like, it's gonna be gone yeah. soon, and then it hasn't gone anywhere. So now I just go on there and I just like a bunch of stupid things. And- well, <laughs> I, I have recently come across some videos that that they're like tink tiktok like kink section and weird stuff like oh. that so i mean TikTok you might need to tick, find your way on there tick, tick, because TikTok I think, has become kind of a nice cross section of where we're at right yeah, now <laughs> yeah 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 it's been a really interesting way to entertain like i actually have an account on tiktok as as delicate flower yeah i post nothing yeah because of one very stupid ass reason that i get told is stupid ass by freddie and by her and by a bunch of other people I'm like nobody wants to see my old ass on TikTok I doing what the fuck. I yeah. call bullshit. I call bullshit. I she's God one of the most it. fascinating people I call I've bullshit. ever met. So I don't sit and just fucking just talk with people for hours on end that are I, just you know like like you are. I, you, I have had a lot of fun hanging out with you, oh, and talking thanks. to you, and getting to know you I a little bit. That. There are yeah. times that I just get so entranced with what she's saying that I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to contribute to a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> like I just let her run wild. <laughs> Well, we're uh, okay. Maybe I won't divorce you tonight. <laughs> but if you put on the goddamn Jar Jar Binks mask, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're gonna put it down. Uh, get over there, PurpleNightshadeProductions.com. Uh, Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Subscribe and uh, remember to email us any inquiries at porchmail at porchrollpod.com. And uh, Edith. Delicate. Yes, thank you. Very, very, You're amazing very, as thank always. Thank you so much thank for coming you. out. I've had such a blast talking to you. Hell I yeah. hope you do it again. October 30th, Hardback Cafe, 9 p.m. Get out there. We'll see you soon. Bye.